Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA. The best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it, it's, it's going to be good. It's fine. Oh, From the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Welcome to the session, everybody. A lot of things to do today. Let's just get to it, right? Let's do it. Let's okay. do this. Uh, let's I got not. my business socks on. Business socks. Do you really? <laughs> Stacey does does better when he has his business socks on. Exactly. I think those are just normal socks. They're just my normal. Like, They're the washed ones. Because he's all business. Doc, I didn't even think you were going to be here today. Ah, uh, a little miscommunication. Actually, there's a point there when I didn't think I was going to be. I had 25 screaming 10-year-olds at my house for three hours mm. this morning. Me too, actually. Uh, oddly <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. 23 too many. Yeah, Dif- my, mine were legal. Oh, well. Different kind of party Doc yeah. is having. Potato yes. arrest, whatever you want. Yeah. What, you had a kid's birthday? Yeah, the little guy. He was uh, 10, so uh, he wanted to have a capture the flag party. So we opened up the... Front 40 and made it into a the battle zone. F- the front 40. <laughs> nice. To show him where the poison ivy was? I just told him, don't go down the gully, oh. don't cross the bridge, uh, don't <laughs> climb on shit. <laughs> There's a monster down there. Sounds like exactly what you told me at Burning Man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but those were all allegories for things. They were. Yeah, yeah going down the gully is something completely uh, different. Yeah. Uh, and climbing on shit. Yeah, don't uh, cross the bridge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Folks at home, I'm working on getting the webcam up for you, so hang in there. My computer uh, exploded just before the show, so I'm, I'm restarting it, and we'll see what happens. Well, that's good. Try to get the video going. You can usually find live video at justin.tv slash brewing network. See if I can get that working. Uh, the lovely Jamil has joined us on today's program. Nice to have you back in the studio, Jay-Z. 
Great to be back. It's been really a long time since we've had you on a session. Yeah. We got you working so hard in the other shows that coming down here for these is a big pain in the ass. Exactly. I'm like, uh, I'll be down there soon enough. This isn't work. Right. These are the fun ones. These are the fun ones. They are? Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, and uh, Jay-Z's fresh uh, off of uh, New York Beer Week. Yeah, yeah. yeah fresh, be... fresh off the plane. He's from, got jet uh, lag. <laughs> yeah, I, I just went out to... We've only been gone two days. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, GABF, and then uh, oh, right. uh, went out to New York. We we did uh, appearance and signings at uh, Brooklyn Homebrew and Brooklyn Kitchen, and then uh, Get Real New York, their, uh, their cask fest there. Hmm. Had an awesome time. Yeah, great, great bunch of folks out there. I always have uh, a good time out there, man. Yeah, and our listeners out there are so gracious they, too. They they speak well of you. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Still, that's because I get drunk with them. That's why. <laughs> right, right, right. I think it's a mission with them. <laughs> yeah, they like to see us hammered. That's right. They took Doc around, got him. I, oh yeah, they mentioned Doc too. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, <laughs> did you get to meet our friend Fritz? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I uh, think well, you did. He, oh yeah, we'll a, show you a picture of him. Oh him. Yeah. But I mainly hung out with uh, Chris and Ray, and uh, yeah, a lot of people bought me a lot of beers the the first night out, and <laughs> then uh, I was already a little little uh, little under the weather, so yeah, and that pretty much did me in for the rest of the trip. I think I got a late night text from you or something different than the ones right, I usually right. get from you. This one was like, <laughs> "Your people out here are are, sh- are taking me out to get drunk right now." <laughs> yeah, I think it was. I, I used the phrase uh, "effed me up." Yeah, yeah. These New York guys got me all effed up. Very Something nice. Like that. Well, that's as, cool. As they should. <laughs> yeah. It's good that you got to make it out for that. It's a, a newer event for them, so yeah. um, you're in at the ground floor. Yes. Yeah. You know me. And so did you do, wasn't there a, like a bourbon barrel, a, beer ta- a barrel tasting you were supposed to be at, too? Did, did you get to do that? In New York? Yeah. Um, no. You know, it was all uh, cask, cask beers. Oh, maybe that's what I, yeah. yeah, I'm confused then. Okay. At the Get Real New York. That was that one. Cool. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, welcome, uh, uh, Jamil. And and one of the reasons Jamil is here, other than to hang out with us uh, wonderful people, um, is that he actually booked today's guests and and got to meet them on his travels in New Zealand. And we're going to be talking to Luke Nicholas, who's the head brewer and GM at Epic Beer uh, out there in New Zealand, and Stephen Plowman, who's the owner and brewer at Hallertau Brewery, also in New Zealand. Oh, you know, I've had his uh, his platter, his plate of cheese and like apples and shit at breweries. <laughs> is that pretty good? The Plowman yeah. platter. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. I usually try to get that myself. Internationally known. And why did you pick um, Luke and Steven? Because uh, you, you you got to see a few breweries while you were out there. Yeah, they're just, uh, you know, the most important thing was the beer quality. Those guys are making perfect beer. Cool. I mean, they're, they're just awesome. They're 50 points? 50 pointers? Yeah, yeah. Really? I mean, just perfectly made Man. beers. Wow. I'm jealous. And uh, I, I was shocked. I, I didn't think I'd run across one perfectly made beer other than, you know, and then here was a whole bunch. Well, I mean, plus it's everything like the third just, world over there. Well, you think it is, and it's and, and that, that's <laughs> what it was surprising for me. I didn't expect anything from New Zealand beer. Yeah, and you know, I, I came across great beer, great food, and then these guys are real knowledgeable and, and friendly. So I was like, hey, you know, these are these are the guys. Very nice. So they're they're kind of cutting edge in the uh, New Zealand beer scene. So uh, it was neat to uh, to get a chance to meet them. Well, now that all the orcs are gone. I think you can focus on beer now. Yeah, yeah, I kept asking uh, where Xena was, but uh, everybody just kind of looked at me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they were point with one finger in 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 you know a certain direction, and I didn't understand re- really where they were pointing. It was all up, you know. So 
a warning right now to yeah. our New Zealand and, and even Australian listeners. We're not smart enough to come up with original uh, jokes no. about the Kiwis and, and, and Down Under. So no. prepare for a show full of offensive, retarded cliches. Yeah, cliches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Out of us. Yeah. Uh, we apologize ahead of time. As if I had to say that to anybody over there. Well, you know, I'm sure they know about it. Yeah. Bevo, you have a microphone. Are you? My fault. My fault. Try uh, again. Suck it, JP. All right. That is all. Was that, that all? That was all. She got her message. Yeah. <laughs> was, now uh, I don't it care. Was, started as one thing and ended up as. Started to sound like me uh, now, Bo. What? All right. So we do have one beer oh, from pissy. from the breweries we're we're interviewing today. We've got the Epic Pale Ale from Epic because really? uh, Epic was also on a Canny Brewit episode, and yeah, they were Tasty actually brewed the beer. I did. And so we still have a couple bottles left from when we did that. It's and been a so hit. We'll I've, had, I've I made like eighteen, I made fifteen gallons of that beer, even though you know the recipe is like for a six-gallon batch. But pale ale, you can't have enough pale ale, so I made that beer. So mm-hmm. I've been moving it around. I had it at the uh, NCHF, the festival last weekend. All right, they loved it there. Yeah, so you know, I've saved it's a, it's you. A, it's a, exact copy too. I have saved you a couple of the bottles of the commercial because I yeah. know you like to go to the homebrew clubs and do yeah. a, a real can you brew it with yeah, with your peeps. I meant to do that. I should have. I still have them. They're a bit, you know, they've they're from February. Well, my beer's so getting some age too, so maybe they'll catch up. Might be perfect. Yeah, but we'll open one of the bottles tonight and get to talk about that. And Great. Stephen actually, it uh, mentioned to me he 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 meant to send beer and, and just didn't get to it, so he apologized. But um, we'll be tasting a little bit of the beer and talking about them. So if you want to ask questions of our guest today. 888-401-BEER. The phone line will be clear. And you could also go ahead into the chat room. Just hit the chat now button. And hit it. The Beave is in there taking your questions. Beave is fresh off of a trip from uh, to Yosemite. Yeah. Um, and by fresh, I mean whiffy. I do not smell good. <laughs> yeah. Really? But you look great. When's the last time you showered? Friday? Thursday? Thursday night. Thursday night. Did you do any, like, baby wipe showers or anything? Oh, yeah. Horse like baths? Have you had sex in between Thursday and now? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> she went with Sam. Who's she going to have sex with? <laughs> exactly. Terrence was there, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. How come I don't ever get invited to things that you guys do together with Terrence and Sam and everybody? I invite you to everything we do, and then I call, say, hey, guys, we're going out tonight. Oh, we're in Yosemite again. Yeah. Um, Praising God. So- That's not nice. So uh, most of the time when you call us to do things, it's because you want us to work for you for free. Oh! <laughs> they don't uh-huh. answer, I see. One of those shows. All right. Yeah. And, and B? what's part B? No, that's pretty much it. That's just <laughs> There's it. no B. Too many A's. Don't Refer worry about to a. a. All right. Well, that makes sense. Just looking for an answer. <laughs> hey, Bebo, what are you doing next weekend, actually, as a matter of fact? <laughs> None of your business. Got some work for you. Yeah. All right. Thanks to our sponsor today, More Beer. You can go over to morebeer.com, and they bring you the session every single week. They're yeah. responsible for this program, and we thank them very much. Go to morebeer.com, order some things and stuff, and say thanks to them. Please do. Because they've been doing this uh, for years and years. For so. holidays and sit. Yes. Thanks yeah. to our sponsor over at More Beer. Yeah. Now, we're also just... Uh, uh, Almost freshly home from the Great American Beer Festival. That's right. It was the Brewing Network's, I think it was my fifth year going to the GABF. It's our fourth year broadcasting for them. And we did the awards ceremony and a bunch of uh, brewer and brewing-related panels from the Brewer Studio. All those videos are available now on justin.tv slash brewingnetwork. And we're working on getting you some uh, higher-quality versions that aren't so compressed up on the website this week, too. Um and it was a good time this year. I had a lot of fun out there. It was great, man. It was great meeting everybody, all the listeners, and, and uh, more importantly, turning some new people on. Yes. You know what I mean? To the BN. Uh, well, not that so much. <laughs> right. Uh, but just in general. Okay. Yeah. 
And I wanted to dole out a couple of congratulations. I, sometimes I hate to do this after these big awards things because I inevitably forget somebody. But fuck right. it. I'm going to do it anyway. And, and if I forget you, just know that you're in my heart. <laughs> Somewhere. Well, and if uh, if we forget you, it's because you don't come on the show enough, <laughs> right? So I did want to say uh, a, a big congratulations. That my first one, and really, I mean a big congratulations because I, I've known this man for a long time, and he's one of my favorite brewers. He's a lot of fun to be around, and I know this competition's real important to him. He enjoys um, making beer that stands up to the test of other beers. Right. He, he really likes the competition part of it, so. Um, and and what a extremely strong showing from Mr. Roger Davis over at Triple Rock. This year. Yes, Tasty. How many medals was that out of Roger? Uh, three. Did you see three mm-hmm. medals? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pretty the badass. Evil collaboration. The Red Rock and the um, help me here. Help me here. Simfitty. Uh, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Uh, I went online and when they posted the results, and I'm. Oh wow, cool. Roger yeah. won. Oh, wow, another one. Oh, wow, another one. Yeah, he kept getting called up there, and it was just real cool to see because he competes every year. He's with a uh, newer brewery for him now. He's been there for a couple years. but uh, So that was just awesome. It, it yeah. made me happy to see that. Uh, then also our, our wonderful friends and longtime supporters, and always fun to see this also, uh, the 21st Amendment back on <laughs> yep. top. Yeah. Uh, In the double IPA category, yeah, no less. No, yes. So a big category, they want a silver medal. For their hop crisis, hop crisis. Yep. Thank you. Notice, uh, notice who didn't meddle in there at all. Russian River. Yes, is that what you meant? Yeah. Uh, right, and they almost always do. Yeah. Yeah. So, in effect, uh, Sully's beer is better than Pliny. <laughs> wow. At he least for, for 365 days. <laughs> yeah. And good for him. And yep. another, he, that's yep. another, you know, we can make jokes about that. But what it is is it's a standard. And it's a great standard. Oh, yeah. So it's something to be proud of. And, and I know that Vinny's proud of people when uh, his beer gets beat, too. Uh, oh, yeah. Sure, he'd rather win a medal, but he understands. Oh. Uh, so that was cool to see. I, I like to see that. And, of course, they've got their new brewer, Zambo. Zambo, baby. Zambo uh, making that beer. So that was cool. Um, always happy to congratulate. And this is mostly because I'm just such a fan of the beer, and that's Firestone Walker. I mean, what another uh, amazing show. Now, let me tell you what I like most about Firestone Walker winning. In the pale ale category, and I might have this wrong, but uh, both Pale 31 and the Mission Street Pale Ale were in the category. And the cheap one from Trader Joe's, the Mission Street Street. Pale, is what took the gold. And I just thought that was awesome. And the pale took the silver. That's what it was. So Pale yep. 31 Silver, the uh, extremely sim- similar, if not identical, recipe uh, took the gold. <laughs> yeah. But it's the one that we can all afford at the Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah, you right. can afford either one. They're, That's they're, true. And, and they're both well, well, well worth uh, buying. And you can get both recipes off of uh, Canyon Brew. Oh, that's right. In wow. fact, uh, Chad brewed the Mission Street, yeah. I think. And that was a, a badass homebrew that we had here for a while. And I, I, don't, I just about leapt out of my chair when it was Mission Street. It was you know, pretty good, yeah. Because we talk about how how Trader Joe's has good beer. Yeah. And we talk about the price of that good beer all the time. <laughs> it's a good price. So I liked to see the, the recognition there. It was great. It was great. We're assuming people know that the Pale 31 is... Mostly Mission Street, right? We know that. Yeah. People, I mean, maybe. What's the difference? Isn't there like a blending difference? Yeah, it's like, uh, you know. Oh, some double nine, barrel. Yeah, nine times uh, Mission Street plus one times uh, 
double barrel equal uh, pill 31 or something like that. Right. 10%. Hmm. And how cool it must feel to win a gold silver as a brewer. That's pretty it's cool. happened in home brewing too. We, we've seen yep. it before and, yeah. and we go, wow, that must just feel great to you know either sweep or have a couple medals in that category. Yep. And I think it must be the same as a pro, especially in a huge category like pale ale. Well, that's to theme. have one brewery take two medals, that's awesome. And that's their theme, Pale Ales. I mean, yeah, their yeah. website's all about Pale Ales and stuff. Yeah. So that was cool. They and, own it. And, and Matt's uh, grandfather was there. That got, was the best. I yeah. got to meet his grandfather. Oh, that's who that was. I saw in the pictures. I wonder who that was. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm a big softie about that kind of stuff. Every time he wins a medal, you know, he's bringing his grandfather out there and he's putting the medals on his oh, grandpa. Cool. Yeah. And after like five of them, I'm, I'm feeling bad for the old man. <laughs> he's going to fall over with these things. Extra 30 pounds around his neck. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bastard. But it was really cool to see that. He yeah, got to share it with his family. So, good on you. Uh, our friends down in uh, Placentia, California, uh, the brewery did very yes. well this year. That's How right. about that? Sure did. Uh, we'd like to give a shout-out to our friend Dougie, a hardcore BNer, and uh, one of the man. brewers down there. At Dougie the Fresh, baby. Yeah, good old Dougie. Nice. So I, you would have been happy to see that, Doc. I know oh, you yeah. like those guys down yeah, there. Yeah, too. Uh, I'm going to be down there probably Thanksgiving, so I'm going to see if I can get down there and hang out at the brewery a little bit. I might be there next week. I'm going to try to stop by myself. So wanted to give a shout-out to them. Now, so as not to be entirely West Coast-centric in my congratulations, I just these are people that we know and love and, and spend time with, so it's nice to see them succeed. But there's a brewery that uh, you know I met at the GABF oh, probably three years ago now when they were just starting up, and then I met them their first year into the business, and avid listeners of the Brewing Network, and two of the nicest people I've ever met, just very down-to-earth, uh, Nebraska Brewing Company. Yeah. And they got a bronze in, I think it was a barrel-aged category this year. Strong barrel-aged. So how awesome is that? A, a new brewery coming on the scene. They're always very nice to me every time I see them at an event. And so I got to cheer them on right there at the stage when Nebraska Brewery won. So I like to see that. And you know, my philosophy at the GABF is always to go around and try breweries that I've never heard of. Uh, mostly because I'm too lazy to stand in line at the at the ones that everybody's heard of, but also I don't you know you don't get a chance to try these beers, so I just go yeah. pick random names, and so I like to see newcomers on the scene, and Nebraska's doing very well. Another longtime listener and uh, uh, recent uh, brewer is uh, Chris Kennedy at Yak and Yeti. Oh, yeah. Oh yes, yep. won a gold yep. in the strong pale ale category. Nice. That's a huge yep. category. Yeah. Gold, beautiful. I've had their beer once before at GABF. I think it was. Oh yeah. I just because I remember the name. It's a very unique name. Mm-hmm. So I remember having their beer. Very nice. And so another first this year is our very own Jay Z got to judge beer at the GABF. Yes. And it's kind of a big deal because they don't just let any you know retard with a, with a, with half a palate go in and judge those beers. Yeah. It's a world class competition. Well, so I've been doing it a couple years ago. So, right, exactly. Yeah. So how was that? It, it seems like a lot of work to me. It is. It's you know it's all business. It's it's a job. Okay. Because uh, I got there Monday and uh, Tuesday was kind of the judge orientation, and then Wednesday and Thursday it's. 9 a.m. till 5 or 5.30 p.m. of judging. And you're judging, you know, well, that, including a, a Friday morning session, I judged at least 180 beers. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of beer. It's a lot of judging. Well, and I didn't see you all week, so this is right. a testament to that, too. <laughs> That's what I was doing. I, and after that, the, the first night, I realized I need to, uh, you know, turn in early each night and get up early and have breakfast and be ready to go. And, you know, I I, I pretty much ignored all the events. 
uh, <laughs> of the week. Oh, uh, yeah. It's not a job you could show up uh, hungover for, huh? No, no. you got to be you know on top of your game. And if you yeah. show up hungover, they're yeah. not any too pleased. So. Is that right? Yeah. I, I, they take it very seriously. Uh, well, as they should. Like I said, it's it's really a world-class competition. So, mm-hmm. And uh, how did you enjoy getting to take... You know, obviously... You, your typical judging scene is is homebrew. Mm-hmm. So how was it switching over to the commercial side? Well, commercial, you don't have to uh, do a lot of commenting. I mean, the score sheets are you know much much more concise, and so you're just adding some notes about what you're detecting. So I really like that aspect of it um, as compared to the homebrew because I'm just lazy. Uh, but uh, you know, um. Yeah, not to not to you know downplay the the quality of GABF, but you know at, at homebrew competitions, good size homebrew competitions, you have some entries that are the rival of anything you're going to taste there as well. Sure. So you know homebrewers shouldn't feel like uh, like they're they're not uh, producing great beer. Okay, well that's nice to know. You're still tasting world class beer either way. Yeah, I All think right. so. Good to hear. All right. Well, congratulations on your first year of judging. Although maybe now this means you'll you'll never get to enjoy GABF again. Right. <laughs> At least the evenings. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know a lot of judges who do it. You know, year after year, they you know Chris White does it year after year, and, and they really enjoy it. And and I, more power to them. I don't think that would be my thing. I really enjoy kind of getting out there into the festival and right, right. and uh, it just it's really is like you said, it's a job, and I'm too lazy for that. Yep. But sounds like fun e- either way. Very cool. Um, all right, a couple other things I just want to point out from the week. Uh, the BN staff did amazing. We had a lot of work to do there this year uh, between the Brewer Studio Pavilion and all the broadcast. Uh, so everybody did a good job, um, except for Push. F that guy. Uh, <laughs> Who needs him? I had to cover uh, for him. I had to pick up after him a lot. You did? Yeah, I had to run in there and be like, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. <laughs> go, right. go have a beer, dude. And it was uh, Scott the Jew's first year. At the GABF. It was. I had to literally pick up after push, like, his shit in the hotel right. room. It was disgusting. And then Scott broke his knee on the last day. <laughs> yeah. It was I, a drinking yeah. accident. If I, well, if I had to tell anybody that, it was a drinking accident. Yeah. Hanging out with the BN. If that Does that happen very often, Doc? No, bones are never broken around here. <laughs> no. I had to explain to Scott that... Uh, these things happen all the time around us, and you need to be on. You need to be on guard, and that our very own doctor in the group has sh- literally shattered yeah. his own heel. So, yeah, <laughs> allegedly, and we're both named Scott. Yeah. Yes, the beer was involved. And- Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's the sh- the, the short Scott. Right. You know, it's you know, if you had a guy, tall guy named Scott, maybe he'd be half as prone to bust mm. some shit. You know, he did make it look really good, though. Like Moscow, what happened? Would you like to let us know what happened? Four points. Well, I've just so you know, I've upped JP's responsibility to five percent. Five percent responsible. Five percent. It's ninety-five me, but JP suggested I do a tightrope walk along a. I don't know, six inch wide railing at about two a.m. Yeah, I on Saturday. Yeah, like nine blocks away, or not even like ten minutes away from our hotel. The trip was ten minutes away from being incident free. <laughs> Poor bastard. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I go ten minutes. I busted himself. my GABF cherry by busting my knee when I tried to hop on the fence and walk it per JP's request, and it didn't. It's not like I got up there and fell off. I didn't even get up there. I well, tried to pole vault it. Just think, it could have been your junk. That's true. <laughs> That's, yeah, very true. But then you got swollen junk. At least it looks better than a swollen knee. Yeah, but he's a young man. He's got a lot of years of baby making ahead of him. His Jewish mother's going to want some kids Hopefully out of that, that thing. Yeah. Well, that's true. Out of that wiener. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, good effort, uh, Moscow. And it went well, like this. It went know. about like this. Uh, JP, 
Hey, why don't you go ahead and jump up on that railing and try to walk on it? Scott, okay. Yeah. Boom, jumps up, falls down, crash. <laughs> that was it. It, Done. All, it happened so fast. Yeah. yeah. I think that's who like carried a 50, who carries the rest there. of the ten minutes. And me, no, me. I uh, I'm I'm very self reliant. I don't want to admit that I have just you know torn ligaments. So I just limped my way back to the hotel. It made it worse. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Yeah. It's okay. Yes, and don't then worry. spent the whole day. The next day, you know, on an airplane, on Bart, on Muni, and I'm, right. I just was on it the whole. Yeah, good times. Well, and so Push tells me the next morning. You know, before I know it, I see Push first, and he says, uh, "Yeah, so last night Scott's in. Yeah, you know, they all shared a room." Scott's just moaning oh. all night long. He's just laying there oh. going, oh. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but I was oh beating God. off. It wasn't had nothing to do with my knee. <laughs> <laughs> and Scott doesn't remember any of this. And so he's going, what was I moaning about? They're like, well, you were clutching your knee and saying, <laughs> oh, my oh. knee. Wasn't saying all night long, me. like an <laughs> old Jewish woman. <laughs> oh my god! Oi. I I've never felt anything like it. It fucking hurt, man. Jeez, oh, it still you. does hurt. My 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 knee, oivis. So, <laughs> so does that mean your hockey game was a no go? Yes, and our championship game is tonight, and that's also a no go. And I feel uh, terrible about it, but I I'm I'm just hoping I can play next season. <laughs> He's already planning out early a, sports retirement. Could be a career-ending incident. It could yeah. be. It's yeah. bad, but good times. You know, our buddy Nate Smith broke his foot uh, on Monday, I think. Oh, really? Well, yeah, since, oh. since he got back. Oh, no. How did he do that? Uh, fell down the steps at Bart. Oh, shit. Oh, he had some story about he's, you know, surfing uh, the crowd at, on a, in a gig or something like that, but that he decided not to tell that story. So was he sober when this I happened? I think so. Hmm. You, so if he was drunk, he probably just would have fell down and you know he'd have been fine. Skinned his nose a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You know, someone caught that on their iPhone and it's on YouTube right now. <laughs> what Nate? Yeah, you, probably. You. I mean, right? If he took Should a tumble be. down the Bart stairs, yeah, I think it's the last four or five steps. All right. So thanks to all the Behan crew, including Scott, for the entertainment and 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 special uh, you know kudos to Sammy the douche who now has a new name. Oh my god! Um, you know, well, y'all know about the situation over. Oh yeah. On, uh, which, by the way, I'm I'm almost caught up since uh, being away with my GTL with my, baby with my Jersey Shore. <laughs> yeah. How's and, that app uh, working out for you? Yeah. Uh, you know, I douche. have not. I did. I went and bought the uh, situation app. Fuck yeah, you did. iPhone app. You went ahead and did it because you can search. You know, you can GTL anywhere you are. Yep. <laughs> Tells you the closest gym, the closest tan, and the closest laundry. Laundry. Well, we decided that Sammy is the predicament, <laughs> and so special mention to the predicament for becoming the predicament. Yes, in Denver. So now, when you see him, you don't have to call him the douche anymore. He's it's the, the predicament because it's always something with that douche. <laughs> All right, let me get through these announcements real quick. Signed yeast books are now in the store. That's Jamil and Chris White's new book. Uh, it's nice. doing very well. Um, they finally arrived and have been signed. They are shipping this week. I do believe there are still some left in the store, so you can go purchase them right now, and they will ship to you this week. Those brand-new yeast books. It's a great book. And uh, like I said, Jamil and Chris White, you can't go wrong. Uh, new Paxton show. A couple episodes are under our belt. We did one on Friday. That will be available tomorrow morning. And the first one's up there, too. So that's our all-new food and beer show with the great Sean Paxton. Please check it out. A bunch of new merchandise in the store, stickers, books. Uh, the BN app, if you have an iPhone, is available through iTunes, and you can take us with you anywhere you go. Uh, if you don't hear anything on the BN app, it's not broken. Uh, it's just that nothing is streaming from the studio. So hang in there and try it again later. 
Subscribe and join the BN Army. You enter into the More Beer Donation Giveaway. It's a raffle we do every month where we give away something uh, courtesy of More Beer. You're entered automatically if you're a recurring donor of $2 or more. Two bucks gets you one entry, five, two, ten, three, so on and so forth. Uh, we'll be doing that raffle tonight, giving away yet another prize in the BN Donation Giveaway. And we sh- uh, do appreciate all your support. Um, <clears throat> okay, something kind of serious to get to... Where did I put this? A homebrew club wrote in to me and asked me to announce this. It's to help out a fellow member of their home homebrew club uh, who has contracted EEE, which e? Eastern Equine Encephalitis Virus. That it's, sounds bad. Sounds, had that, didn't he? It's really weird. It's only tra- it's transmitted like horse? by the bite the- of an infected mosquito, hmm. and it's a very rare illness to uh. humans. And only a few cases are reported in the United States each year. Well, Jeff um, has now been in a coma for a week. Oh, that's serious. So Uh, he's not listening? He's not listening. He's not brewing either. Well, they could be playing it for him. That that would help. That would help him. Do you guys ever have creepy dreams if you fall asleep to the radio or something and it actually plays in your head? (laughs) I hope that's not happening to that poor bastard right now. (laughs) Having to listen to us. He's showing signs of improvement. I guess he's fought a long, hard battle. He's gotten through the the toughest part of it, but he's got a long road to haul before he's back to normal. Uh, He's in an an extended care facility. And anyhow, uh, the homebrew club that he's a part of, the South Shore Brew Club of southeastern Massachusetts, is holding a raffle for him and his family. If you want to check it out, um, tickets are 20 bucks, and a lot of people have donated to the raffle, including uh, our sponsors, Brewmasters Warehouse. And another uh, homebrew shop, The Witch's Brew, in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Yeah, both good shops. They've all been helpful donating gift certificates as well as some equipment. So if you want more information on how to help Jeff and his family, you can go to jeffraffle.info. That's jeffraffle.info. Check it out and help a brother out if you can. Uh, we always try to you know, announce these things and we've got a few extra bucks he could probably use it. Yeah, for sure. And if any of those guys are listening, uh, email me at jp at morebeer.com and I'll send you some stuff too. I'd go to the website, but I'm too important <laughs> to do that. Yeah, to do that. But uh, email me. I'll, I'll send you some stuff. Okay. Um, all right. Let me get to feedback while I still have time and so that Doc doesn't get all pissed. Yeah. Because if you put it later in the show, we never get to it. That's not true anymore. Doc likes the feedback thing. Oh, yeah. Any good when questions? Especially when they're bashing just, Justin. Just right. like the banjo. All right. Feedback's brought it. to you today by the Cicerone <laughs> program. You can go to Cicerone.org. Our friend Ray Daniels is the uh, founder of that, and it's a great way to educate yourself on beer. Cicerone.org. Check it out. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, our four loco segment on the last program brought in a lot of feedback <laughs> and a lot of positive feedback. Oh, right. oh I, at uh, uh, NCHF, I was getting a lot of people. Yeah. Four loco, <laughs> yeah, a hit song. Four loco. Uh, let's see, Justin just heard and watched your segment on four loco. I was wondering if you think it would be wrong of me to bottle some of that four loco and send it into NHC next year. <laughs> More than interesting, I want to see how the judges explain how it tastes like crap. Any suggestions on which category I should submit under? Keep up the good fight from Brant. Well, Brant, while I do like the comedy of the idea, I think as an esteemed member of the AHA Governing Committee, I'm supposed to respect the sanctity of the of the National Homebrew Competition and shun you from doing such a thing. You cannot bottle you. a commercial beer and send it in to the National Homebrewers Competition. Well, technically, it's not beer. 
Off the record, I would enter it under specialty beer. <laughs> uh, yes, experimental. <laughs> experimental beer. Explain the purple. No, don't waste their time like over there. Or, that would be funny. I agree with you. That'd be effing hilarious to find out. Do it at a local. Uh, <laughs> do, yeah. do it Not at one where they work so hard. Do, do it, it at a BN competition. Yeah. If you can set up a camera to watch their reactions, right. then you're golden. It'd be even better. They do. It would waste a lot of uh, valuable time. And they'd know right away. Come on. Who doesn't know what Four loco tastes like? I mean, right I do. <laughs> Doc, Doc now has a case in his fridge at all times. In his fridge? <laughs> I put it in the gas tank. You get like 30 miles a gallon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, All right. you know it's it's got me out of a few scrapes down in like you know Richmond. <laughs> Just hand a bottle out. Oh yeah, can. All right. Uh, so thanks for writing in, Brent. After more than five years of listening, I'm truly shocked, but pleased that you know talent hacks are still on the air. I'm an incredibly cheap bastard when it comes to brewing equipment, but finally got sick of dealing with the shittiest grain mill on the face of the of the earth. I was thrilled to get ten percent off at Brewmaster's Warehouse with the BN Army code. On the 15-pound hopper barley crusher, and I can't wait to crush strong. Keep putting the ass in broadcast, you guys, from Wichita. Uh, Wichita, thanks for, uh, well, for believing in us. <laughs> sort of. And for supporting our sponsors. Um, yeah, crush strong or whatever. Uh, Jamil. <laughs> do that thing that you wanted to do. John Palmer and the Brewcasters. I've been brewing for six to seven years. Um, about four to five times a year. Finally entered my first AHA competition, the Blue Ridge Brew-Off in Asheville, North Carolina, after many podcast pushes from Jamil on Brewstrong. Of course, this is only after I bought Palmer's book to refine my skills in support of my local homebrew shop here in Charlotte. I did not place anything, but I got phenomenal feedback, and my two good beers, Brown Ale and Imperial Stout, and my wheat beer went to a mini best of show with 41 points. Nice. Oh, wow. Yep. He that's, didn't place. That's a gold medal. I guess he didn't place. Hey. Yeah. Oh my. Obviously, it's a good beer. Wow. He says thanks to all of you. I'm hooked on the feedback, and uh, it will certainly improve my process. I've been planning to switch to all grain, and the knowledge from the BN helped me make a smooth transition from the kitchen to the garage. And my wife thanks you. Uh, so random thanks uh, from a stranger on the East Coast from Kyle. So good job, Kyle. Thanks, brother. All right. Thanks to the BN, and especially JP. Oh shit. What I do? I entered the Michigan Beer Cup. No medals, but I did get some great feedback on all but one sheet. It was my first comp, and I entered under the BN. I entered a mild, in which I got a 38 average. Not bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. I split a 10-gallon batch of amber with a friend. I dry-hopped mine, and he didn't. We both got a 38, but he got an honorable mention. Both got comments about being too hoppy for style, and mine got a comment um, back that the dry-hopping was inappropriate for style. (laughs) But it tasted effing great, so suck it. I got a 41 and an honorable mention on my robust porter. That's pretty good. Yeah. Thanks for the info and laughs, he says. Helps on his long commute. That's from Barley Dog. Brian. All right. This one goes out to my networks. Oh! Says Jason. What up, network? Tell me if this is something you've either considered or find to be just too good of an idea. Set up a $2 donation text message line. I have no idea how this is done, mind you, but let BNers <laughs> donate on the fly with a quick text message. You know, something like text a beer to the BN at said number and donate two bucks. After a day of brewing, listening to the show, and loosening my texting fingers with a few <laughs> pints, I can absolutely imagine tossing you a couple bucks with the text. Uh, get competitive, even. Yeah. Text a beer to Justin, Bevo, Tasty, etc., and see who accumulates the most. Now we're talking. Oh, then yeah. let JP congratulate the winner. That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nice at all. <laughs> That was a good joke. I didn't even get it until like, uh, JP good. responded. 
Thanks for all the great work and spreading the knowledge from Jason. Jason, a fantastic idea. I'll look into it. I've looked into texting for the BN before, and it's expensive as fuck. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of work, too. So I'll Just send the money. Out. If it can be automated or some Indian could do it for us, then. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's cheap. <laughs> then I love the idea. Indian like Choctaw? It's, it's, gar- it's guaranteed. Oh, no. no. Yeah. You can't. Somebody Honey 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 Honey. Oh, I can't say Indian. I see. Why? Yeah, he can. Sure he Listen, can. clearly outsourcing is a very popular yeah, thing yeah. right now, and most of the outsourcing is being done to Indians. It's either India or pa- Indian or Paki. Which one would you Middle rather Eastern. like? Middle Eastern. No. No, but it's India specifically yeah. that yeah. is well, where that's, that's the outsourcing is happening. That's, Hello, that's my name is Asia. Bob. There you go. See? It's not even you Middle Eastern. You are some racists. <laughs> no, no, no. You You're some racists. Uh, another guy wrote me a really long one. I don't think Indian is a race. About the GABF. He went to the GABF. Mm. He was working at the Mr. Beer booth. Oh. He bought a BN Army hat, and his hat got stolen. So oh. he wanted well. me to say, if you choose to read this, and that little fucking ass pirate shithole is listening, I would like you to tell the dickless ass face motherfucking butt plugged cocksucker that he's a fucking clit faced cum sucking cunt dick fuck fuckhead fuckhole fuckwit fudge packer gay tart whore and that he's a jackass jerk off lame ass motherfucking nutsack peckerhead brick shit ass shit bag shit breast shithead of a twat lipped wank son of a fucking whore Sam stole a hat <laughs> that was a great read pal that was good thank you yeah. and finally he says I want my fucking hat back uh, I know the chances are that he's not a listener, but just in case, I wanted to curse him out, et cetera, et cetera. Thanks for all you do from Sheppy. P.S. I really loved the hat. Sorry, Sheppy. You got to hold on to your stuff, man. Yeah. Why was his hat put it on off? your head? I think he had to replace it for a Mr. Beer hat while he was working, uh, and then forgot to put it back on. Left it there overnight, and it sounds like it was one of like the people that, that works at the convention center because that's all who's allowed in there after hours. Yeah. So. Lucy's got a cool hat now. Bummer, man. Yeah. I hate theft. Not a lot bums me out like theft. Pisses me off. It sucks, but, uh, you know, they're only 20 bucks. Send me an email. Uh, Sheppy, I'll get you another hat. Send me an email. You spent your hard-earned 15 bucks, and I'm not going to let that douche take it away. So, Sheppy, send me. JustinHathBrewingNetwork.com. I'll get you another hat. Uh, hey, numbnuts. I'm a home brewer and brewer in New Zealand and enjoy all the shows the Brewing Network presents, for better or for worse. While digging out the mash ton at work today, I was considering how various breweries accomplish this feat. That's because we at Harrington's Brewery have possibly the most inefficient method to accomplish the task. Every brewer I come across seems to bemoan their method until they hear how we do it. We have an auger to feed the mash tun, but no one to empty it. No, not an auger to empty it. We have rakes, but the motor isn't powerful enough to move the settled grist. So this means we have to manually dig 5,500 pounds of spent oh. grain <laughs> over the side of the mash tun. Every, oh. So he doesn't even have like a, a manway? Really? He like says the over the side. The false bottom? Wow. Uh, I'm not bemoaning this. You're not? It, uh, it has kept me in shape, uh, despite having access to 20 taps of beer every night. But I'm sure there are other breweries who have it worse, and I know that brewers like to whine about digging out. As a brewer, I think it would be a good uh, stock question to ask your guest uh, every show how they do it. Uh, I like you, that. As you'd probably get an emotive response. Um, yeah, that, all right, we'll, ask, we'll start tonight with our New yeah. Zealand brewers. Don't let me forget to ask how he digs out of the mash tub. Gotta get a motor big enough. Yeah. Let's see. I don't want to intern there. Little feedback about our last show. Hey, you turd burglars. I've been listening to this ass out of a show for three years. I have to say the interview with Jeff from Ithaca. Oh. Jeff from Ithaca is by far one of the best ever. Great information, and he sounded like a great guy. Not even you idiots could mess up that interview. <laughs> uh, his story and the beer info was really cool. Great job, guys. Suck it tasty. Uh, but thanks for all the great beer information. That's from Guido Brew. 
figures. I bet he watches Jersey Shore. I bet he does. So a quick story about Jeff and my douchebag moment of the GABF. The one. The, the mm. official, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the, the defining one. one. I'm at the I'm at the Brewers gathering on on Wednesday night. White Labs puts it on every year, and it's real cool. We get to go in and, and meet a lot of brewers. And this guy comes up to me. What's Jeff's last name? Anybody remember? O'Neill. O'Neil. Okay, so he comes up and he goes, "Hi, I'm Jeff O'Neill," and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, you did that thing." Hi, I like hi. Uh, yeah. Nice to meet you. And he kind of looks at me for a second, and then he says, "I had a great time last week." Oh, and still nothing. I'm like. That's awesome. What, what did you do? Yeah, I'm over that gay thing. So. And Jeff's response is awesome. He goes, he goes, I was on your show, you fucking asshole. He has no idea. You know, he doesn't know me from anybody. Yeah, except right. He made an assumption. Oh, and I shrunk down so small. Uh, I'm like, oh, Jeff, I'm sorry, man. I'm just, I'm a little scatterbrained sometime. And anyhow, end up seeing him a few times throughout the week. Jeff's one of the nicest dudes in the world. Yeah. Made fun of me every time I saw him, which is endearing for me. <laughs> yeah, and sure. uh, so Jeff, shout out to you and uh, you know, <laughs> my my fucktardness. At wherever you brew, I forget now, but <laughs> yeah, whatever oh, that. You know, I've got your face pictured in my mind cuz I've seen you oh. do it before. <laughs> oh, hi. Oh, hi. And you I shake j- their hand like But the best awesome. part was the look on his face and then him just calling me an asshole it was perfect. So, Jeff, well done. Well played, sir. And I, I enjoyed the interview, too. Well, if you said, you know, Jeff from Ithaca Brewing, you would have gone, oh, yeah. Who are you? <laughs> no. All right. How about a quick serving question? Dear fucktards and JP. Oh, um, yeah. Are you right. one above? That's, I guess yeah, so. fuck yeah. Double fuck Maybe below. I'm one below. You never yeah. know. No. <laughs> I have a serving question for you. I'm heading off next weekend with some coworkers. My boss is expecting me to bring homebrew. So I don't want to screw this up. <laughs> then don't. Instead of bottling 10 gallons of beer, I figured I'd bring a couple kegs. Good. I intend to rent a jockey box from my local homebrew shop mm. and use those little 16-gram CO2 cartridges to keep the beer flowing. No. No. No, you got to babysit the keg too much. Because yeah. you got you to keep shooting it in there. Yeah. Although it's coming out too fast or too slow. And then all of a sudden someone says, we're out of beer. Yeah, and you go back beer. in there. No, you just got to... Okay. Yeah. So he said, well, all right, so this is on to the, to the answer then already, guys. He says, I've never used a jockey box before. So my, ke- my question is, what kind of pressure do I need to put on these kegs to assure proper car- carbonation out of the jockey box? So you guys are recommending a full-size CO2 tank, I assume? Yeah, at least a five, yeah, size. Yeah, five, five pound. pound. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, how far is, is he driving? If he's driving. Hasn't said. Yeah, uh, if you're driving a long way, see if you can get up there early and let it settle. Let the beer settle. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why he has to use a drought. I'm a bigger fan of just putting the beer, the, you know, the keg in, in, in an iced vessel of some sort, maybe two kegs in one vessel. Or yeah. I use the five-gallon water coolers, and right. it just takes about three pounds of ice to keep the thing cool. Because you, you don't small. have to submerge the whole thing. Just yeah, the, just the, the bottom of yeah. the keg needs to yeah. have some ice. It's uh, be sticking out. Small plastic then, trash can if you don't have anything else. Yeah, yeah. That the, works and then use good. a picnic tap to serve the yep. beer, unless you went to do a lot of show, you know, like, you know, like I'm a big, you know, show his boss that he's got running two handles and stuff like that. Sure, but a lot of times with the, the draft boxes, it takes a while to get them tuned in right, and you've uh, yeah, lost a lot of beer and uh, your gave a lot, a lot. Of, a lot of bad first impressions uh, yeah. getting that thing adjusted. So uh, yeah, vent the keg and lowest pressure you can right. to get to get uh, uh, non foaming. 
but still, you're, you still recommend the uh, full CO2 tank yes. yeah, rather yeah, than the that, cartridges. Yeah, the, what happens with the cartridges is, right, like even yourself, say it's the first time you've ever done it, right? Yeah. So you'll you'll put too much in, and then you'll pour it, come out, it'll become out too fast, so you let the gas off, and then you know pretty soon you're not there. Somebody else is doing the same thing, and they don't know what they're doing. They just, you know, I saw them do this, you know, or yeah. maybe even told them to give it a squirt, squirt, and they give it like a squirt, squirt, they put a whole cylinder into the thing at one time, then you let the pressure off again. It's just, it's just, uh, you're babysitting away it's, too much. Something with a regulator just is the way you have to go to serve draft beer. Yeah, th- those are fine, and I can see those work if you're the only one maintaining the keg and you're doing the adjustment. Sure, you can get really good at doing the squirt squirt thing once yeah. you don't know what it's about. But if it's out of your control, forget it. It's I've gotten mess. quite good at the squirt squirt thing. <laughs> squirt thing. <laughs> Sounds yeah, like, it. like like in the middle of the night you do that like half the night. Well, yeah, you got three yeah. kids, right? Usually while I'm on the internet, you know, <laughs> it's, it's definitely a hands-on oh, job. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, so uh, <laughs> no jockey box, bring CO2, well, brother. that's hard. Oh, he can yep. do the jockey box if he wants, it. but uh, it takes, he said, yeah. it takes a lot of tuning. So it's just easier to do picnic tap. Yeah. Unless you're really experienced. Plus, yeah. you don't have to rent. Yeah, right. do, it, do it when it's not your boss. Do it when it's your buddies and they can help you and that kind of stuff. When it's your boss and your coworkers, make it real simple. There you go. All right, and final question from the feedback. I heard about this uh, method of brewing that I thought was interesting. My buddy and I were thinking about giving it a try. Supposedly, brewers would heat stones up back in the day until they were glowing hot and drop them in wort. As a result of the temperatures of the rocks, the wort would caramelize on the rock. After boiling, you uh, cool your wort and ferment on top of the rocks. The caramelized rock would add flavor to the beer. Have you guys heard of this? Do you have any suggestions? P.S. Suck at JP. P.S. PSS, I only listen to the Sunday session from James. Oh, well, uh, yes. Yes, I've heard of it. And recommendations for doing that? Uh, don't. Because that's <laughs> well, fucking beer. retarded. It's a lot of work. You have a fire. There's a there's a number of uh, clubs that do it and a couple of commercial breweries that do it. Yeah, Pizza Port um, does it, I think. Yeah, and um, out in Memphis uh, or and uh, Nashville. Um, God, I'm trying to think. They, they've been doing it for a long time. One, once more is with it, but uh, there's a homebrew club up in Washington. There's you know um, a bunch of them that do it. So just do a Google search, and I think some of them have videos and step by step instructions and that whole thing. And and the the biggest and most important thing is choosing the right kind of rocks. Oh, they do it in Australia too. Uh, I think uh, uh, there's some information in Australia. A couple of guys have done it as well. Isn't that just how they heat water down there anyway? Right. <laughs> They haven't the discovered. Sun and it was already hot. Yeah. They haven't discovered uh, propane yet. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things. It, the right kind of rocks. How you get to heat these rocks? Right, so they don't explode. So yeah, yeah. you got to choose the right kind of rocks, or they can be dangerous. I interviewed Tommy Arthur and um, <laughs> uh, Bend Brewing. What's her name? Please help me out. Tanya. Tanya, Tanya. Uh, from Cornel. Bend. They did a rock uh, collaboration last year. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, one of the things about choosing the right rocks is that, that, that they, they talked about is that the rocks would burst mm-hmm. in, or shatter at times. Even. Yeah. So you have to find rocks that are solid enough not to do that. Um, they also mentioned how laborious the, it is to, to brew that way. So be ready to, you know, if you think your brewing day is long now. Um, the other thing, though, is I don't know that I've heard. He said at the end about then fermenting them on the rocks mm-hmm. too i have not heard that part of it yet i've, I've heard that before yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that would be interesting but the, the problem is you have to uh the ones i've heard they'll they'll hold on to the rocks and like wrap them up put them in the fridge and then like add them back later on type of thing i don't know yeah yeah like like you're saying it's just a lot of work but if you're if you're into it yeah um and it is historical it's a way yes. that it can be done stein beer 
Yes, there mm-hmm. you go. Back when people right. brewed that way, why? I mean, if they had the fire that's heating up the stone, then why the step with the stones even then? Well, they, they had wooden vessels right. and they couldn't directly oh, heat it. Oh, I yeah. see. They didn't have metal uh, kettles, metal pots, and things. So just be careful. You put an eye out. Right. <laughs> but if you really want to do it the right way, then you have to walk to the homebrew store to get your ingredients <laughs> barefoot. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, thanks uh, for everybody uh, writing into the feedback. Feedback was brought to you today by Cicerone, the Cicerone Beer Certification Program. Go to Cicerone.org. You can find out everything you need to know about how to become a better beer server or a better beer taster, even. They've got a little bit of everything. You could do that. All right, we're going to take ourselves a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Epic and Hallertau Breweries, both from New Zealand. They're hanging out together. I guess those New Zealand brewers actually like each other. That's pretty weird. They're sitting in a room together sharing some beer right now. When we come back, we'll do that. Uh, Enter the chat room by hitting the chat now button or call us at 888-401-BEER to get your questions answered. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. This September, More Beer is proud to introduce you to JP. My name is Jason Petros, and I'm the More Beer brand manager. Award-winning home brewer and brand manager for More Beer. I've been working for More Beer and homebrewing for 13 years. The thing I like best about working at More Beer is being able to bring new products to homebrewers across our social network and uh, being able to interact with them in a more casual way. JP is cutting you some awesome deals this month. My five favorite things to brew with right now is my 1550 tippy dump system. Second is the wart chiller recirculation arm. I really enjoy being able to do a whirlpool at the end of the boil. Third, uh, French oak cubes. I really enjoy using French oak cubes in my beer for aging six months, eight months. comes out fantastic. Next is my own personal oak aged dry nibbed oatmeal stout. It's probably my favorite beer to drink that I currently brew. And uh, the last one is Ranko Digital Temperature Controller uh, 2 Stage. I really enjoy using that, uh, of course, with my um, temperature-controlled conical fermenter so I can control both the heat and the cooling cycles at the same time. All of JP's favorite brewing items are on sale this month only and only at More Beer. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months to the next the meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. 
White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah, uh, mother... White Labs. It's all in the vial. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. What's up, BN Army? Jake and Mike here from Brewing TV. Brewing TV is homebrew culture in video. Asking the big questions. Who and why? We leave the how to the tubby know-it-alls. Check us out at BrewingTV.com. The first webisode drops May 7th. Like Crosley's pants in a Louisiana jail cell. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The Brewing Network, saving your life, one beer at a time. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. We got a great show lined up for you. And uh, keeping to our claim of being an international beer show, we got a couple of New Zealand brewers on the line. We'll get to in just one second. I thought I might let you know, uh, you know, if you want to stick around a little while later, we are having our first ever wrap-off on the, on the, on the session tonight. We, there will be a wrap-off among the brewcasters. And... Uh, Terrence DeBlack will be on the line helping us judge. <laughs> but, for, but why? For obvious reasons. And um, He's whiter than I am. You listeners in the chat room. <laughs> uh, that's true, Tasty. You listeners in the chat room will actually get to vote on who the best brewcaster rapper is. What do you get if we uh, win, I win? I have a nice prize, yeah, actually. Yeah, my money's on JP, too. What is it? It's, I'm not going to tell you, but uh, you'll like it. Whoever wins it will like it. Well, if I don't know, then I'm not doing it. Well, then bug off. Peace. What you should have done was consulted with Doc and work out a grill as a gold oh. grill as the prize mm. for or the it's still uh, beat in it's number still one rapper. Be oh yeah, can they be made removable or do we have to go? No, they're, uh, they are removable. Full tilt. Well, you know, well, depends on what you want. <laughs> All right. 
And also, so that'll be later on the program. Also, I do believe I finally got the uh, webcam working uh, on the computer here. So justin.tv slash brewing network, and you'll be able to see Jamil's uh, shining face. Uh, happy off of his New York trip and not jet lagged at all. Uh, smiling not at all. Not right there. Uh, looks better than me. <laughs> all right, let's go to the phones and get Luke and Steven on the line here. Are you there, fellas? Yeah, we're here. Hello. Yes. All right. They've made it. Now, I will. Should I tell the folks at home uh, that I spoke to you a couple hours ago, and you guys were already, shall we say, preparing, started. preparing for the interview? They're they're pre gaming. Started, started early, and I, I think we may have peaked. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Are you peaking right now, or did you peak five minutes ago? This is important. I'm, I'm not sure. It's a broad peak, I suspect. <laughs> All right. So what yeah, we? I think, I think our problem was um, we had a time change yesterday, and time difference was messing us up anyway so we, we got here quite early about three o'clock your time a.m you did start see the, we always and and by the way we screw this up too the time difference between here and there it's not easy because it's like a full day it's not like going east coast is three hours ahead it requires more math than that yeah and, and that's over my, that's over my head they're calling from the future <laughs> yeah, <they are. laughs> and the future is good all right, so let me introduce you guys, and while I'm doing it, if you would do me a favor and just make sure everything <clears throat> but Skype is shut down on your computer. I'm getting a yep. couple drops out. I don't know if you've got kangaroo porn on there or whatever's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just starting it well, for you, Jamie. Yeah. That's, kind of, that's I wasn't even going to go there today. You haven't heard that one yet? I wasn't yeah. even going to go there today. <laughs> We are talking to Luke Nicholas. He's the head brewer and GM of Epic Beer in Auckland, New Zealand. And Stephen Plowman, who's the owner and brewer at Hallertau Brewery, uh, also in Auckland, but I think, like, way out in Auckland. Is that right, Stephen? Well, 20 minutes. Jay-Z found it, so I can't be that far out. That's a good point. <laughs> he covers quite a bit <laughs> so, of territory. It's only a $70, $70 cab ride from, from downtown. <laughs> Is that what it is? 70 American? 70 New Zealand, but that's still substantial. It's, it's about a buck fifty US. No, no, no. It, uh, I did buy Yeah, he, he made it worth my while, though. Uh, oh, good. Great food, great beer. I, I had a wonderful time. Is Everything there anything else around you, Stephen, or are you kind of isolated 20 trees. minutes? Out? Trees. <laughs> you got trees. There's a bunch of wineries. It's quite, it's quite cultured. Um, so there are some wineries. You soldiered. Yeah. Any sheep? Man, <laughs> got rid of them. Let's get one in the room it took with him. Four minutes for the same sheep joke. That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> one thing you got to learn about us: we uh, we recycle jokes yeah. year after year. Right. Nice. We only know four or five of them. It's out in the middle of nowhere, but it's a really beautiful place. It's set up. It's uh, kind of open and airy, and uh, you know, great uh, modern kind of looking furniture. And I loved it. Uh, it was. It was. It was. Uh, it was a really nice place. Clean it's a nice juxtaposition uh, to the rest yeah. of the country. No, the rest of the country is fine too. Oh, but, I see. You know, I was kind of surprised how you know it was uh, more modern than you know for being out. A rustic location, you know, modern yeah, format. Right. But it's also uh, it had been a winery, I guess, and uh, uh, the, the, I found the food fantastic. They they made me an ostrich burger, which was really? absolutely delicious. It was one of the best things I think I've ever consumed. Wow. Wow. Was, Did they tell you they just used the balls for that? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that's Makes why it tasted yeah, so good. I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Stephen, why don't you tell us a little bit about the place? And, and I want to get back to this ostrich burger, too. But how long has uh, Haller Tower been open, and why did you choose that location? Uh, we've been here five years, last month, which is a long time. Um, 
and uh, sort of came across this place. It's, it's a lot of history. There's been a, a winery on site for about 80 years. This this region is the origins of the uh, the New Zealand wine region. Um, so it's always been a winery. They chucked in a, a, a restaurant about 15 years ago and a brewery about 10 years ago. So we turned up as all existing. Um, the beer was was not all it could be. Um, it used to be called Pilot Bay. So we turned up, changed everything, gutted the place, new menu, new beer, new everything. And uh, yeah, it seems to be still ticking along quite well. Now, was there... A, a, I guess I'm curious about the New Zealand beer scene, and this is maybe a way to get into it. Uh, was this an obvious choice? Hey, let's open a brewery and we're going to be packed with people, or, or was this a risk for you? Well, no, because it was you know my first sort of venture, so you know you, you, you blindly believe you know if you brew good beer, they will come. Yeah, which is just stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the like the original beer they had was was typical of a New Zealand microbrewery. They have a lager, amber, a dark, and you know a honey beer, which are all basically the same except different colours. Um, so we we were you know five years ago we we're a little cutting edge for for the New Zealand brewing scene you know with real hoppy pale ale a Kolsch you know a Schwarz beer and a, a, a red ale which is a little bit more stand a little bit more common um, but we sort of opened up without any other beer at all there's no mainstream beer so it's our craft beer or you know don't drink anything huh. and that took a while for the people to sort of get their head around the fact that there was no Heineken really since the Heineken drinker the freaks out, you know, people that drink <laughs> other local beers, you know, Lion Red you know, I'll try this and they're right but the Heineken drinker without their label in their hand you just see them quite dissolving just just freaking out that no one will know who they are without a Heineken brand in their hand <laughs> yeah. you, you know what's interesting is is uh, we've had a couple uh, breweries from Australia and they say the same thing, Yeah, the same speci- like, uh, specifically about Heineken right? where they, they, you know, people don't see that label, they don't know what it is and they can't comprehend it Find it kind this of is beer. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Now, is it an anger response? Are they upset with you for not having, or it's just, <laughs> or they're just perplexed? No, they're just broken and alone. They have, they have <laughs> broken and alone. Pull back on. <laughs> so, it, as, as, if they're not a Heineken drinker, they're, they're really pretty much nothing. Interesting. Kiwi mad. Need Heineken beer. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Now, Stephen, how did you get into to good beer, uh, craft beer? Heineken. Uh, I've always been a home brewer. This, this year, I've been a, I've been a home brewer for twenty years, which is quite a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I used to be a geologist. I studied science and ended up doing doing geology, exploration, geophysics, and uh, I was in Western Australia. There was a craft brew course. It was a postgraduate course at the local university. So I did that for 80 months and then I was selling malt at the time so I managed to get a job at a local a new startup craft brewery down at Margaret River Colonial Brewery down um, southern western Australia and uh, I didn't actually fuck that up too badly so <laughs> clearly <laughs> nice work yeah. can you teach us how not to do that um, actually I'm still not exactly sure to <laughs> just lucky and then yeah. this, this place came up like so I was living in western Australia and it came up and it was a mortgage sale the, the people before me didn't really do a very good job. They made a magic cock up. So it was a bank sale, so it was relatively cheap. And uh, yeah, it was five years ago. And we've sort of been, you know, growing pretty 10 or 15% every year for the last five years, both in beer volumes and turnovers. So, wow. congratulations. Good, you know? That's great. I can feed my children. Everything's good. You can have more children. I've been doing that, but with insight. So, well, yeah, what was amazing <laughs> to me, and, and no, no, no offense here, Stephen. Um, I, you were showing me the brewery, 
and uh, before I tasted any of the beers, and it was a lot of converted dairy equipment, and the building seemed like it wasn't that far removed from a dairy as well, and, <laughs> you know. And I'm thinking, well, there's a milk car right there. What's going I wonder, on? I wonder, you know, if these beers are going to be any good. I was really, you know, kind of doubtful. And then I tasted you. You poured me everything you you had on. And they were all perfectly made. They were all flawlessly fermented. There wasn't a trace of any sort of uh, contamination or oxidation or any sort of problem at all. I was just blown away. I was thinking, you know, you, you can't really uh, you know judge by the by the uh, you know, high, high, high tech of the equipment. Right. You know, it was it, it's the quality of the brewer. Sure. You know, I was just amazed. It's certainly not an attractive uh, brew house. Right. But it's pretty typical of a New Zealand brew, brew house. It's ex-dairy tanks. You know, it's it's a good example of getting the best possible possible result mm-hmm. for the, spending the least amount of money. If you know what I mean. Right. So tell uh, us, wait. how did you get how did you get the brew system put together? That was already here. Like that, that brewery's been there for over ten years. I see. Okay. So it was existing. I, I made a few minor tweaks and adjusted the process, and but not a lot. You know, it was was basically a sound brew house. And um, you know, if you, I, I paid a lot of attention to my fermentation. I'm a bit of a fermentation fanatic, um, and that's that's what I focus on. And that's how you get the best taste, and you know, really nice and clean. And how many barrels is it? Uh, twelve, so ten barrels, twelve hectoliters. Okay, nice small system that you can experiment with a bunch of beer on. I like that. How many different beers do you pour at the at the pub? Uh, we do four beers all year. Okay. Standard range, and then we usually have a uh, standard seasonal and a strong seasonal, which sort of rotate through IPAs, double IPAs, bits and pieces, just to keep it interesting. Okay. All right, we're going to talk more about the beer, uh, because I know you have a barrel program, too, that you've just started, and I want to talk to you about that. But let's find out a little bit about Epic Beer as well. You've got Luke Nicholas uh, next to you there, who's the head brewer and GM at Epic Beer. And uh, tell us a little bit about the history of Epic, Luke. The history of Epic. How far to go back? Uh, <laughs> Is it pretty far? <laughs> well, since you've been there. <laughs> but the, the brief version, um, Epic as a brand started in 2006. Uh, we hit the market with a Supreme Champion Trophy at the New Zealand Bear Awards, which was pretty cool. And sort of having won that previously at the inaugural New Zealand Bear Awards in '99. It was nice to be in a position um, at that stage that I had a brewery full of beer that was packaged ready to go. So when people rang up and went, wow, you've got the best beer in the country, we want to buy it, I was able to supply it. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's how it started. Um, it's a good start. Yeah, good timing there. Um, <laughs> th- this week is actually three years from when I purchased the brand off my previous employers. Uh, Happy purchase day. Oh, thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys just write that? Because it was, it was good. Yeah, I guys are a team. I like yeah. that. So, yeah, I purchased the brand off um, previous employers with the arrangement that I could continue to use the uh, brewery so I didn't have to go out and uh, set up a brewery from scratch myself. Perfect. And um, also have a supply agreement with their pub chain. So I used to be a, a brewer for a little uh, brew pub um, going back was that 97 started out brewing there as an assistant brewer um after about nine months became the head brewer and um brewed on brewery and the production brewery created um the epic brand 
and uh, then purchased the brand off them and went out on my own. So this practice that you're doing is, if I'm understanding it right, uh, you, you're just still brewing on somebody else's system, and, it, and it's your brand. So you're, you're making your own beer, but it's not your equipment. Um, so you don't have to invest in the brewery, but you make exactly what you want. You bottle it under the Epic brand. Um, and this is a popular thing in Belgium, I've, I've learned, too, uh, where a lot, of, a lot of brewers will do that because a lot of breweries have capacity. Um, it's difficult, my understanding, is that it's difficult to do in the U.S., although a lot of us would love to do it, huh, yeah. uh, because the legalities become very uh, uh, shadowed and, and difficult. You're allowed to contract brew, but that's different than being the guy brewing the beer. Uh, in, in a sense, that's handing over the recipe to some places and, and letting them brew it for you, which is fine, too. But this kind of hands-on thing you're able to do is difficult over here. Am I understanding it right, that that's what you have happening? Yeah, totally. Okay. And But, but I think in Australia and New Zealand, we've also got the... A very similar thing to, I guess, what happens in the U.S. It's like, oh, your contract brewed, so you're not worthy. <laughs> and I think it's because there's there's so many um, people that go out going, hey, I've got a bunch of cash. I've been to a design agency. I've got a label. Now you go to a brewery and go, hey, can you brew, put some really good beer in this bottle <laughs> for me and I'll go and sell it? Whereas I guess there, there's, a, there's a different scenario which I fall under where it's like I'm the guy that creates the beer and takes the risks and pushes the envelope to make big flavorful beers and it, it's me making the decision at the end of the day it's not like me going okay well i'm going to pay you some money go and make a really good beer and stick it in my bottle and i'm going to send it to a marketing company and they'll sell it for me okay so it's, well it, yeah. and um, the same yeah I, I can go into the brewery and um do what i want and go okay no we need to add more hops to that and that's why it's to me it's the best of both worlds i'll be honest with you i don't have a problem with the other side either in my opinion if you create a beer and if you can get a brewery to create for you the exact beer that you've created i'm fine with that too i don't have a but yours is the ideal situation where you don't have to invest in the brewery you don't have to own it but you're right you're the one taking the risk and you're the one who who is making that beer happen or not happen um so it's kind of like rent, yeah. renting the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it's really good because I didn't have to come up with uh, a million or so bucks to start a brewery. <laughs> right, which is nearly impossible. Isn't that the whole worth of New Zealand? A million? Uh, yeah. <laughs> a million dollars. <laughs> that, that, that's just one island. I see. <laughs> is that including the sheep or not including the sheep? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sheep, sheep joke too. That's oh, I like that. Thank you. Now, look. Oh, well, I'm glad I got a million. Clap. <laughs> Now, Luke, I didn't catch the beginning. Did you give us your brewing history too? Do you have a long? Were you a home brewer for a long time as well? Yeah, I started. Yeah, I've been home brewing for twenty-two years. Wow! So since you were seven. No, two. <laughs> Sorry, twenty years. Two. Well, and Luke, I know a little bit about your brewing education, which I find uh, extremely interesting. Can you tell our listeners about that? I don't know. I want to know what you know first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that you started out with a life in porn, but uh, that wasn't working out so well. So you came to California to go to some of our brewing schools. Both right. of those are incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they are? I thought you went to school out here in Sacramento. You know, I went to Sac State for... Um doing in my international business course that I was doing but at the same time I had a bunch of friends that were up at Chico Okay. so um, I went and visited them a couple of times and they were drinking this beer that was made locally 
and at the time I didn't know what it was and you go out to some bars and they go oh here's a picture and you get around and you, you drink a bit and I go wow this this has got a bit of an aroma to it and this taste is really bitter what the hell are you guys drinking and yeah. it's not Heineken went, yeah it's not Heineken and um, went there a number of times and tried the beer and it was like you, you start getting used to it and all of a sudden it's like wow I actually really like this yeah and um, that was back in 91 and sort of in hindsight discovered it was Sierra Nevada Pale Ale and went wow this is really cool came back to New Zealand and started looking around for, for beers that were similar and there was nothing even close um, after graduating worked for an export company uh, export company had a, um, their, an office in LA so I ultimately moved to LA uh, through a transfer with work and uh, discovered that um, there were which was back in 95, which was sort of a, a bit of a peak time for uh, craft brewing. And, hey, Luke, uh, Southern, go yeah. back up a sentence for me. We had a little dropout there. Yeah, we said that L.A. beer sucks. Yeah, that's what we meant. <laughs> you, you discovered something in L.A., and we, we oh, missed right. that. I, I, tra- I transferred up there with our work, and so I was up there, and and brew pubs and craft breweries and microbreweries seem to be opening every weekend. So every weekend I'm going to somewhere new and talking to a local brewer. And also... Um, I really, I guess my home brewing hobby became a bit of an obsession. So in the morning I'd do a brew and or a bottling and then go out at lunchtime to a, a brew pub and go and <laughs> drink the whole range of beers, talk to the brewer, say, what are you doing, what's new, what's... Just, just, it was just really challenging me and pushing me. And, and after a year of that, ultimately moved back to New Zealand and um, in my local town, a little brew pub had opened so on day two back from the States of being away for a year, I went down and asked for a job and um, said, hey, I want to be a brewer. And they said, well, we've only been open three months. We're not really looking for any new staff. And so I went down every single um, weekend and said, hey, I want to be a brewer and want a job with you guys. And, and after a year, they actually said, hey, you seem pretty interested and um, we, we might actually take you on as an assistant brewer. And, and sort of that was back in 97. And within nine months, I was the head brewer. And Within another six months, I'd won Supreme Champion Beer of New Zealand. So, wow, um, wow. it was a pretty good start. Moral of the story: being annoying really does pay off, JP. Well, I'm hoping <laughs> I'm riding this <laughs> thing out, man. The, the moral the of the story is: um, be really persistent and yeah. um, add more hops. Make make yeah. beer. Add more hops. Well, and, and uh, your epic pale ale. Uh, when I first tasted that, I was just blown away. I, I think it is one of the world's finest. American style pale ales out there. It it, it is um, just just tremendously great pale ale. And, oh, thank you very uh, much. You know, I would I would uh, compare it to anything that uh, you know uh, won at the GABF or anywhere else in the world. It is just absolutely stunningly good. It's a nice beer. Yeah. How is it accepted over there in the land of not pale ales? <laughs> I tell you what, when we when I launched it four years ago and went into the market with it, people, it, I thought that the look on their face was like I'd blown the top of their head off, and they're going, <laughs> "What the hell is this?" Like when you had Sierra for that first time. Yeah, it's exactly that. It was that that wow experience. It's like wow, this is so different to what I've experienced in beer before. Um, that people were just freaking out and just going, they don't know whether they liked it or not. They just knew it was different. A lot of people associated different with bad, and they just said it's not the same as what I'm used to. Um, can't handle it. But I'm um, four years on now. People are going well. In the last 
um, year I've come out with my IPA, um, the Armageddon, and um, people have gone, moved on from the Pale Ale because, like, oh, everyone drinks Pale Ale now. That's just that's just your regular beer. Yeah. And um, they, they've moved on to the IPA, and it's like, well, there's a bunch of people, there's a, sort of a movement big enough now that going, okay, well, maybe I've got enough people ready to, to take on a double IPA, and maybe I'll come out with something like that shortly. And you've won, it looks like, I'm just reading some of my notes here, the Armageddon IPA is uh, multiple gold medals, named the best beer of Australia and New Zealand at 2010 on ratebeer.com. Hmm. So. Yeah, no, that was pretty cool. I was um, I got an email from them saying, oh, we, we need some imagery. Um, your, your beer's done quite well in the rating. I'm going, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. You can, here's an image, and then... About two weeks later, they said, "Oh, you actually got the not only the best beer, but the second best beer in Australia and New Zealand." So that's pretty badass. That pretty yeah. Wow, the nose in this is just incredible. We just cracked open the epic pale. Yeah. Um, really? That's what we have. Just like the clone I did. It's amazing. It, it, you taste it. You can't imagine. It's just Cascade. Yeah. There's so many hot flavors in it that Cascade seems to. Tell us about that because so we did this uh, beer on the Can You Brew It uh, episode with Jamil and and you talked all about it. But tell us a little bit about it here because as Tasty's mentioning, it's interesting that this uh, very hoppy and complex beer is a single style hop beer. What, what do you want me to talk about? Single style hop? It's just using it all the way through the the kettle and through the whirlpool and <laughs> what is it? Cascade? Just Cascade all the way through. Cascade. Well, and this is what we talked about on the Candy Brew It because it's amazingly complex. We thought that it would have multiple different uh, hop flavors in it. Uh, maybe some spicier hops or something like that. I'm, you know, I'm getting, fla- I, I got flavors in this beer that I don't get from Cascade. Whatever wow. I normally use it, which is right. like late editions. This is used everywhere. I think uh, when I made the beer, I think I did uh, when halfway through the Whirlpool. I think I added more hops, right? Uh, I yeah, I did. Yeah. It, yeah, it's spicy. It's, it's floral. It's citrusy. More hops. Gentlemen, there. Just keep adding the hops. <laughs> uh, we got that. Shit, I think I even can follow these keep instructions. Keep adding the hops. <laughs> more and more hops. How many... Uh, well, he's going to give it in some weird New Zealand equation, isn't he? How many pounds of hops are in this beer? Per barrel. Per, per barrel. Um, you got know. It doesn't have to be pounds. You can give us your measurement. Kilos per hectoliter. Um, Listen to Can You Brew It. Yeah, it's gave us that information. Uh, well, yeah, but Jamil, that you know how lazy my <laughs> listeners are, so we're going to do it right now. That doesn't make for very good radio right now, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> if you know it. So what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> if you know how many hops, how many pounds of Cascade per barrel are in this beer? Do you know any about that? Uh, in, in the dry hopping, it's five grams per liter. Okay, just you guys work it out. Alone. That's fine. We can work it out. <laughs> we were That's no problem. You would. Uh, no. Just in the dry hopping alone. You're, the, you're, you're only one of three countries left on the planet that's not metric. Yeah. You and my beer in um, Odia. I so wish they go on to metric. And by the way, we do a lot of other stupid things, too, so yeah, that's yeah. just one. We got baseball. Yeah. <laughs> we do have baseball. Hey, well, you guys have got a space program. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Yes. Yeah, I mean, what's all we think about? Uh, and we only crashed one by mixing up metric and imperial measurements. There you go. That's right. No, no, you, 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 you missed Mars one time where um, someone screwed it up. Yeah, yeah, it was a metric imperial thing, and we, we crashed one or shot right past Mars. Oh, oh well. Hey, you know, we got lots of other successes. I mean, most of us haven't even seen a sheep. <laughs> right. I can send you a picture. <laughs> JP has a whole collection for us here. Yeah, it's I got okay. it. I'm all, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Or a video. <laughs> right. I'm big in a lambskin. He's got that as well. <laughs> 
All right, and let me do this, guys. I'm going to take us to a quick break. i got to take care of some sponsors here real quick. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the beers and how they're brewed. And I'm hey, also... You, you, go ahead. You want to have a quick look on um, Twitter under Epic Beer? At Epic Beer. I put up a photo of um, the beers we had prior and a sort of a setup of what we're... we're what we're looking like right now. <laughs> All right. Beautiful. All right. All right. So twitter.com slash epic beer. Um, we can go check it out. We'll do that here at the break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk more with the guys from New Zealand and about how they're brewing things. And I'm curious about the New Zealand beer scene, too, and, and how it's grown uh, or not grown. So yeah. hang in there. It's the session, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmasters Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BNARMY in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. BN Army members, are you looking for a discount on hops? Keep listening. Nico's Homebrew Supply at nicobrew.com has hops by the ounce and by the pound. Choose from varieties like Amarillo, Centennial, East Kent Goldings, Holly Tower, Simcoe, Summit, Tomahawk, Warrior, Willamette, and more. And adding new varieties all the time, many for less than 20 bucks a pound. Whether a couple ounces at a time or an 11-pound bag, all hops are shipped vacuum-sealed and frozen straight to you. Nico's Homebrew Supply offers store-wide $5 flat-rate shipping and won't waste your money on unnecessary overhead or advertising. They're going bare bones and passing the savings on to you. The staff at Nico's Homebrew Supply loves to brew and is committed to keeping homebrewing affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to join in this great hobby. And for a limited time, use coupon code BNARMY at checkout for a Brewing Network discount. Visit NicoBrew.com. That's N-I-K-O Brew.com for your hops and more. NicoBrew.com. Your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. And now, Northern Brewer brings you another installment of The, the Time Brewers. When last we left our heroes, they found themselves in 19th century Burton upon Trent. Ah, Merry England! Something is amiss, my friends. Be on guard. Are these casks of white Zinfandel will stand the Queen's men in good stead in far Bangalore? Ah, oh, hell no! Blush wine out of Britain be worse than microwaving a kitten. Maharaja Dodgers drinking pink be vomiting predominant on the subcontinent. Oh, dear, you can't drink blush with Vindaloo. Oi, <laughs> what should I do? Ship hogsheads of this high carbonate water? <laughs> no, sir. Please, wait. Just a moment. Well, bless me. A parcel from the future. 
from one northern brewer. Use this malice term, my good man. EKG at a high rate per barrel make ladies wet like Colin Farrell. Now quit Burton ruining the Burton Union and get Burton brewing. Forgettest thou not the bog myrtle. Northern Brewer is your one-stop homebrew supplier throughout the entire Fermento chronosphere. The widest selection of quality malt, hops, yeast, $7.99 flat rate shipping, and keep that nasty-ass bog myrtle inside your sackcloth, Brother Abelard. My stars, but this India Pale Ale is better than wine. Thanks, Time Brewers. Thanks, Northern Brewer. Our work here is done, my friends. Now, to wherever we are next, we dare. Tune in next time for the continuing adventures of the Time Brewers. You will what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. Listening to the Brewing Network. Because, like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking around with us. We're on the line with Nuke Lickin- uh, Nuke Nicholas. <laughs> wow. He's a, uh, he's a Roman. It was a long break. Luke Nicholas, uh, who's the head brewer and owner of Epic Beer, and Stephen Plowman, the owner and brewer over at Hallertau Brewery. They're on the line with us live. Hey, can we do a quick shout-out? Yeah, can do, do it. Go for it. Can we do a shout-out to um, on Twitter, um, at Bedrock in Colorado? Yes. I'm think- he, he thinks Sorry, Steve's who? looking... Who? Who is that? To Bad Rock. Uh, at Bad Rock. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, he, he tweeted us back um, saying Steve looked a bit angry um, with the lineup of um, beers and food we've got here on the table. And um, should be looking happier than that. Should be looking way happier. I don't photograph well. <laughs> Let's see. I only as long as you up... drink well, that's oh, fine. Oh, Stephen, you are, you are looking angry. <laughs> uh, you don't want to get on a bar fight with that guy. I no, think. I yeah. wouldn't fuck with you. I want him on my back, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch my back. The rugged outdoorsman is going to be in the summer. Seriously. <laughs> That's the look? I gave, him a Bruce, I gave him a Bruce Strong cap, and that seemed to, you know, that, I think that look would friendly him up quite a bit. <laughs> that, cal- that calmed the beast inside? Yeah. <laughs> I think Bruce Strong is more of a challenge than a calming thing. <laughs> I go to uh, twitter.com slash epic beer, and you can look at these pictures that we're talking about. I'm also uh. looking at a uh, lineup of a couple beers that you've had here some McKellar, some uh, uh, Fin du Monde, and what is MOA? I don't know this brewery. That's Moa, son. Moa. 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 It's actually pronounced Moa. Moa. I see. Give me Moa. A lot going on there. Huh? I see you got a light and a dark. Both in a green one bottle. One was a Pale Ale, and one was a Belgian Wit. Where are they from? Uh, they're from uh, the top of the South Island in a place called Blenheim. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's um, in the, the Marlborough region where um, all of our Sauvignon Blanc comes from. Hmm. All right. All right. <laughs> and speak- what you, what you, Go ahead. What are, you guys, what are you guys drinking over there? Well, we just finished the Epic Pale. And yeah. earlier in the show, I was drinking the... Uh, and, and this has been consistent now for like a month. I keep drinking this Tumbler from Sierra Nevada, their mm-hmm. new brown ale. Yeah. I'm living on the stuff. Got a brown ale? Maybe we should drink some brown. Have some brown ale. It's uh, it's a good, 
beer for this time of the show. Of the thing. <laughs> and well, I've got a... And, um, We're drinking so much Chad's a Dortmunder here, too. But we've got a barrel-aged Epic Armageddon IPA, and what, what's your barrel-aged thingy? I've oh, got because we're going to be talking about barrel-aged beer. I've only got a barrel sample. Oh, good! Right from the barrel. It's barrel sample. Yeah, random barrel sample. I think Ra- yeah. that's the name of it. Yeah. The Helen's Hour Random Barrel Sample. RBS. Oh, nice RBS. You haven't. I like Steven doesn't even bother labeling his <laughs> barrels. He just. Uh, yeah. All right, let's try this one. Yeah, yeah. No, it's labeled. It's, it's the one in the corner. I see. Corner. <laughs> right. It's the one I'm pointing at. Yeah, that one over there. Well, this is perfect, actually, because I did want to talk to you about your barrel program, and I think it'll help me even, uh, you know, I want to understand a little bit more about the beer culture there. So uh, maybe we could start with that before we talk specifically about the barrels. Um, How difficult is it uh, for you to to get a little crazy with your beers, to do some barrel aging, to do some funky styles? Um, What is the craft beer scene like around you? Bad. It's, it's It's getting better. About five years ago, it was was bad. I mean, everyone throws around that New Zealand and Australia are probably probably ten or fifteen years behind the U.S. craft brewing scene. Okay, and that's probably, it's probably about right. I mean, it's getting, the last couple of years, it's really it's really pumped up a lot. People are actually starting to try new beers. Supermarkets stocking some of the craft beers, and you can find some good craft beer on tap more and more places. But it's still it's still pretty slow. You know, it's it's pretty tough out there trying to trying to sell good craft beer. Because the the traditional New Zealand brown lager culture is still very strong. I think the the thing that really just convinced me that you guys are doing as great a beer as anywhere in the world was, um, you know, not not just the quality of of the the regular four beers you have on or any of the bottle samples that you also plied me with, but when I had the Porter Noir. I felt that that is, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Russian River, and uh, Consecration is one of my favorite beers. And I think that it's just spectacular. And I think Porter Noir is every bit its equal. That's a Hallertau beer. Yes. Okay. And I think it, it, it is just, just amazing. A great soured porter and just beautifully balanced. And, and I was just blown away. And at that point, I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm in a beer destination. I went to New Zealand just to visit some friends and to, you know, because I'm interested in New Zealand. And then I I realized, boy, this is actually a beer destination. It's not just a, you know, a pretty country. Yeah. It's a, you could could go there and as a beer geek and really be thrilled. Okay. Yeah, I think that um, our trip to California in 2008 had a lot, had a huge influence on where beer is at today for the both of us. Like Steve sort of really cranked into his barrel thing and I sort of lifted my game from my parallel into my IPA which was very much inspired by the likes of um, Pliny and Ruination and what Firestone were doing and just Mm -hmm. just big hoppy sort of IPAs and double IPAs like when we came back I think two weeks after we got back we had a bunch of beers we brought back with us and sat there and went after having spent two weeks in California going well something's missing in our life and um, I yeah. think we're um, having um, withdrawals of hops, and we just went, dude, we've just got to like really kick up and um, make some hoppy beers for ourselves. And we actually created a challenge between the two of us and called it the West Coast IPA Challenge. And we've done that for the last three years now where we've created our version of an IPA and um, nice. just re- probably challenged ourselves initially and then 
whatever we had left over, um, the consumers got to drink and. <laughs> <laughs> nice of you to share. Just, just to, you we know. Spent, like when we were in San Diego at the, the beer, we spent two days just bothering the crap out of the uh, Green Flash guys. Yeah. Just trying to <laughs> right. the IPA. Yeah. Man, we put them in. What's going on? We want to be your friends. And they basically <laughs> told us some, some nice some nice dry hopping sort of procedures. So basically, we just leave them alone and they're getting them Jordan all day around. <laughs> just to get you to go Ready away. To throw you a bone, you're gone. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, and, and the way you're describing this and how you've gone back to create these beers is, is very similar to the way craft beer started in America. Uh, you know, people would travel uh, the world. They'd go to, to England and Germany and try some of these wonderful beers, Belgium, and they'd come back here and couldn't find it anywhere. Right. We, you know, we weren't making these beers either. And it was guys like you who were living here that came back and said, well, something's missing in my life. I want to make Belgian style style beers too. Yeah. Or English ales. And uh, it's just a oh, very, good. you know. The world over, it's very similar. It's still pretty hard to sell. Uh, you, you dropped out there no. again. Hang on. Start, it's, it's still pretty hard to sell them? It's still pretty hard. But the IPA market in the last two years has is, is really expanded. Mm-hmm. Nice. Thanks to us. But it'd be like the Port Noir. I mean, because that's... I've been, I've been doing that since 2005. And, you know, we only, only do 50 cases a year. And the, the interest is, is, is creeping up and creeping up. A lot of people love it. But still, the, it's, it's pretty hard beer to sell. Okay. Is it? Is it? Uh, how, do, how do I phrase? Do you? Uh, what's a better idea to to put a uh, a brewery to start a brewery right in a place where there's no beer scene, or where there's a struggling beer scene? You know what I mean? Like, it sounds like you guys are in a place where there's really no craft beer at all, and you are the ones that everybody goes to. Is that harder to do than than where people are kind of wishy washy on craft beer? I think our problem is we live in a country with so few people in it that when you're looking at a population of 4 million people and we're now producing in a very small segment of the market, we've potentially only got a few thousand people that are going to buy our product. Mm -hmm. So we have to look at export. So ultimately in the next few years, the biggest part of my market is going to be Australia and then hopefully some exports to the States because New Zealand's too small. And realistically, unless we can convert every New Zealander to drinking craft beer, yeah. currently it's up 2.5%, we, we can't even stay in business because <laughs> it just doesn't stack up what's because the, there's no population. What's the New Zealander's favorite drink? Is it beer, wine, uh, distilled? Blood. Beer. <laughs> New Zealanders drink a lot, of, a lot of boring beer, a lot of wine. And New Zealanders drink more wine because... The, the beer's so shit. Yeah, but they drink a lot of bourbon. Like, the bourbon South New Zealand per head of population, I think, are only second to the US. Actually, I'm making that up. But they do drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually... I think you might be right, the, the largest market for Jim Beam outside of the US is New Zealand. Okay. See, wow. Nice. So, the New Zealanders do drink nice. quite a lot. But, I mean, there's, there's a lot of breweries sort of actually you know, stepping up and doing some good beer as well. Like, um, Turatara just released their APA, you know, this year... Um, Yeasty Boys have done mm-hmm. done a, a Mochweka Monster and a um, what's the other Monster Yakima Yakima Monster, which is you know big hoppy IPAs. One doing New Zealand hops, one doing American hops, all the same. And that's how we started out. Yeah. What? I need to stop that. Yeah. And there there are other craft craft beer brewers in New Zealand besides Halatau and Epic, oh. but these are just. The, Two really of the great ones, if you ask me. In my limited experience, they're, they're you know they're they're as good as anybody in the world. So it's you know it's more complex a market than I think you're thinking, JP. Oh. But uh, yeah, t- we've got 56 small independent breweries in this country. Okay, but they don't 
2.5% of volume, and that's only in a country of 4 million people. So right. it'd be like going, okay, well, okay, I guess San Diego is a bad example, but San Diego having 56 breweries. I guess it's probably not going to be long before they're there, but um, right. it's, um, it's a very small market with a lot of breweries per head of population. A huge number of breweries. So I think if you need to survive, you've got to be really good. And the focal point of the, the craft scene really is Wellington, not Auckland. Auckland's pretty tightly controlled by the, the big breweries. They spend a lot of money keeping all the tap points you know, their own. But Wellington's really, if, if you want to sell beer, hoppy beer or interesting beer, like we sell more Pot Noir in, in Wellington than you know, 10 times as much as we sell in Auckland. I've actually got a theory that um, Wellington in New Zealand, which has a population of, I'm going to say, 350,000 people, which is, okay, you guys can work that out on your um, pounds per... Um, yeah, good. There we go. That feet per inch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I believe that they're selling probably up to a third of all craft beer in that town in New Zealand. Wow. Is, um, which has got less than 10% of the population. That's insane. That's insane. Well, yeah. then I think the question is even more pertinent than ever. If you're opening a brewery, where do you put it? Yeah. And there are no breweries in Wellington. That's a strange thing. Australia. And they sell a third of the craft beer. I hear expansion coming. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Well, and I think also, I mean, it sounds to me you're, you're admitting how difficult it is to sell something like the... Uh, the Porter Noir. Porter Noir. Yeah. Uh, that export it all to the about. U.S. Just export it California. to California. I'll right give you here. my address. But I, I think, think you're, it's, you're, there's <laughs> a lot of interest from California from Port Noir. I'm sure there is. But, um, yeah. We don't, don't really do enough. And if I want to up production, I'll have to work more than 35 hours a week, which is tough. <laughs> you know, no, we'll take so it all. We'll send you JP. Oh, yeah, that'll be a good trade. And he can, he can, awesome he can help trade. us. Yeah. Yeah. You can don't send me JP. <laughs> send us something whiny and you'll get something whiny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, I, I guess what I was getting at too is that, um, well, I think it's it's ballsy that you're that you're brewing these beers in a market that you know it's difficult to sell them in, and it sounds like you're really, you know, and we've heard we hear it a lot. People come on the show, and some of them mean it, and some of them don't. I just brew the beer that I want to drink, and then if people want to buy it, then that's great. Right. Uh, and it sounds like you really are brewing the beer that that you miss and that you want to experiment with, and then hoping that somebody's going to buy it. Both of you. Pretty much, yeah. That's where we're at. Yeah. But what actually really gave me inspiration for, for brewing beer that I want in Auckland was Keith Galbraith. He's got Galbraith's Ale House, the top of Mount Eden Road. And he's been there for 12 years brewing ales. So he, he started 12 years ago brewing English beer, like proper cask beer, in a market with zero cask beer sales. And he's still there and he's doing really well. So, you know, it's, it's a good advertisement for the Aucklanders to do, you know, they'll, they'll take up a good beer. They'll, they'll always give it a go. Okay. All right, so Stephen, you've started an official barrel program now uh, with the with the Porter Noir being uh, the first part uh, of your of this output. So tell us about the barrel program. How do you, you know how do you learn how to use barrels? Where are your barrels from? Give us some techniques. Uh, well, we're in a we're in a, a wine region, so there's there's good access to barrels. And initially, the Porter Noir concept was I wanted to recreate a 150 year old English porter, so I just wanted a, a porter with Brett in it. And the best source of local Brett was winery across the road called Cumi River, who uh, they're, they're pretty hippie with their winemaking. They don't don't do pH control, and they had a bit of Brett in some of the barrels they were getting rid of. So I got them cheap. Don't shave their <laughs> armpits, stuff like that. The best source of Brett was the winery next door. That is, I love that. Awesome. I, I, okay, and that's local. 
I've actually oh, done there's another wine here up the road that had had some some pretty wine that they were happy to give me as well. So all, all the bread <laughs> there is, is Fuck. Uh, that's funny. Bread. Um, but that was the the origins of the of the concept in 2005, and I didn't really know about you know Russian River and you know Lost Abbey and all those crazy guys with what? their you know, Mr. Brett. Well, unless you pay attention, you don't really notice these things. Um, We're six thousand miles away. <laughs> That's no excuse. Yeah. R- rumors don't travel that fast. Hey, the world is bigger than the U.S. Prove what? it, huh? Prove it. <laughs> I'll email you a map. Okay, they can. <laughs> we can't read maps. No, I can't uh, read email either. I, I can't. Lesser in feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You're giving us too so much I've been, credit. I've been, I've been playing around with some some sour beers as well. Like we just got this barrel sample, which is a, a Flemish sour brown, um, which is it was. Which is, um, <laughs> it was. That was an experiment. That's been eighteen months in the barrel, and it's now starting to look good. I was saying I tried it, and last time I tried it was March, and it was liquid blue cheese. It was wow. a really thing. But now it's come right. And I've done uh. I've done a, I did an experiment with um, we do a double IPA, the Stuntman. Uh, and I put some of that in some brick barrels for a few months and bottled that up. And that's, you know, that's an interesting beer, but I, I wouldn't call that a, a huge success. It's one of those situations where you've got an idea in your head and you brew and then you barrel age it and then it turns out pretty much how you thought it would, but you actually don't like it. Ah, that's too bad. It's when a situation turns into a predicament. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> yeah, like when your cousin calls. <laughs> Yeah, Jamil actually is one of the, the I think is the one who turned me on to the uh, the Flanders style. His Flanders red, and then I got really into Flanders brown and things like that too. Yeah. And leather pants. Oh, I'll try almost anybody's Flanders brown. What, you know, good or bad, I just want to try it just for the chance of it. It's such a wonderful and unique style. To yeah, me. I'm not such a big fan of the Flanders. I like the it. sweet, uh, it's not my deal. I just love well, it. Yeah, you don't want to drink those ones that are no. s- sweetened. A lot of the Belgian brewers they are actually sweetening them with uh, artificial sweeteners, aspartame yeah. and saccharin and things like that. Ah, uh, I don't like so. Hey, because they're sponsor. They're, yeah, they're trying to uh, you know cater to a kind of a different market, I guess, that wants a, a sweeter drink. So uh, yeah, yeah. But you, you, get a, you get a good, really well-made one. It's uh, it's fantastic. So let me ask you this, Stephen and Luke, both of you, because I know Luke, you mentioned a barrel-aged uh, a beer of yours too. Is is failure a big part of a barrel program? I mean, you know, you guys are just starting it and, and learning how to use barrels. Is coming out with some really awful beer part of, of the process of a good barrel program? Well, it's interesting because, like, Luke, earlier this year, bought 40 new American oak barrels to put IPA into. Actually, it was 12. 12. But 40 sounds better. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're bigger than that. Yeah. I thought that's a, that's a great way to ru- You're going to fuck that up. Brand new barrel. <laughs> All right. It's, it's going to be shit house. And we're actually drinking it now. And it's, it's got a bit of bottle eight, and it's, it, it was on the day it was good. Now, the reason I did that was because I was extremely naive because I'd been to the States a couple of times in the last couple of years and went, well, everyone's doing barrel stuff. Hey, I'm going to buy myself some barrels. So went out and got some new barrels and then realized no one, no one uses new barrels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you're making wine. But it turned out all right, though. Well, yeah. Fantastic. It's just one gold and best in class in the barrel category. Uh-huh. Now, did you have to go through it and taste it to make sure that you're not over-oaking that thing, or do you just kind of put faith um, in it, it and turn it away? It was, people go, well, why didn't you blend it back with some other beer? I'm going, wow, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I just <laughs> blended all the barrels back into a tank and bottled it. Well, and, and I was at uh, the Beer and Brewer Expo in Australia, and that's where I met Luke. 
I didn't get a chance to meet him in New Zealand, but uh, he was pouring his beers and and he gave me the wood aged uh, Armageddon, which I yeah. prefer to call Geddon Wood, but uh, they were calling <laughs> Geddon <some> Wood. <laughs> exactly. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I he, 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 like he prefaces it by saying, "Well, yeah, it's been like six months in new American oak barrels." And yeah. I'm thinking, "All oh, this is going to oh, be horrible." Be yeah, this I would say the worst beer I've ever had. I just brushed my teeth. I can't taste it. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, it, it, it it's it's perfect. It is so uh, beautifully balanced with uh, wood character in the IPA. It's one of I normally don't like wood aged IPAs. You know I what? Thought this was fantastic. I I was just blown away. I, I don't know why it worked. I, I can't imagine it would work, but it did. Oh, sick of that. <laughs> this, is, it's good. this is what I want from Jamil. Jamil, I want you to say one thing bad about Luke and then Steven and then New Zealand. <laughs> just one. Shape. Just one thing, because the whole show, yeah, you've been in a love fest. Well, no, the, the one thing, and I think Steve already mentioned it, was the, the Brett IPA. Yes. I mean, I, I thought it was well done, but I didn't like it. Okay. And I think Steve, had, we both kind of... You're like, like, eh, yeah. Does yeah. that does that count work. as something mean? Well, just just I bad. I don't. It doesn't have to mean necessarily. Um, you don't have to call them short or anything. But <laughs> I guess if the, if, the, if the arrow is neutral, it, it kind of went to the other side. Uh, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. I'll accept. Yeah. No, they were. Yeah. They were. That's pretty good. They were fantastic. Well, yeah, hosts and generous and <laughs> I, I, yeah. well worth the seventy dollar cab ride. Yeah, yeah, that was the only. There's my my negative thing. It was seventy freaking yeah. New Zealand to get out to uh, the place. <laughs> That's true. Why can't people in New Zealand just Why have more you kids? Have been closer. Yeah, have more kids and grow those cities. That's right. That's right. No, uh, gosh, it, it was fantastic. We got sheepful. Yeah. I, I say busy sheep. <laughs> All right, I have a caller on the line. Chad from Washington has a question for you guys. Chad, what's happening, brother? Hey, what's going on, brewcasters? Talking to these uh, Kiwis, you got a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just started dabbling in sour beers, and uh, I thought it was a good time to ask, especially with with the big J man in the room. Have you ever had a sa- developing sour beer that has an aroma of burnt tires? Hmm. Sure. Did, yes. Did it go away? Burnt tires, burnt ass, burnt diaper. <laughs> yeah, you betcha. Yeah. Let's go to our guests first, and then we can go around the room here. Luke, Steven, ever soured a beer and, and, and had some burnt tire smell show up? I don't know about burnt tire, but, I mean, through the through the 18-month aging process, when you're doing one of those sort of lambic or, you know, Flemish sours, it goes through all sorts of different phases, and most of them really aren't very nice at all. Like, you know, it's to the point where actually you just need to leave it alone. Say, so, well, th- this is how long I think it should be aging for. I'm just going to ignore it for that time period and then go back and have a look. Otherwise, you can you can lose sleep over it if you've got a lot. Yeah. That's good. And we've heard that before on the show, too. That's good advice. you got to... I just did a panel about sour beers in, uh, out of GABF. Had a lot of wonderful sour beer makers. And one of the best uh, pieces of advice, uh, Lauren Salazar from New Belgium, who's, who's really the head of their sour program, her best advice for brewers, professional homebrewers, whatever, was to do exactly what you just said, and that is to forget about that beer for a little while. And that if you taste it every week, if you're tasting it all the time, you're really going to get discouraged. You're going to throw away beer. You're going to lose sleep uh, because you're not allowing it to go through the process it has to go to to become that sour beer that you're used to or, or you know, waiting for. So, yeah, don't kill yourself over that sour beer. Just wait for it to turn into the sour beer that, it, that it's supposed to be. Oh, there was a bad brew pub in uh, Auckland. 
Yeah. I went to. Yeah. <laughs> it, had, it? it had unintentional oh, sour beer or. Damn. Yeah, it, it, t- it, t- it everything was bad. <laughs> and then, you know, the water and the fermentation and. Uh, yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but it was. Uh, it was right near the hotel. Yeah. But, you know. No, you said. I'm not saying. I, I've heard that the brewer has um, been given the flip. That didn't come oh, from um, this, this isn't live, is it? What's it? Yeah, what's it? Oh, uh, we'll edit out. Don't worry. Shakespeare or something like that? This is all the well, pre-interview. Don't worry. And the, and the bartender had the shakes so bad. Oh, that's sampler, awesome. And he couldn't get this the beer the into the glass. <laughs> into the oh, man. And it was like slopping over. That. He'd put them on the tray and like half the glass would be empty as he put them in the tray. He had... Such bad shakes. That's rad. <laughs> Maybe he had like, Parkinson's. And that was actually oh, yeah. the first beer I had in, in New Zealand. <laughs> and you probably could have bought crack from that guy. Shaking well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaking nuts. It was either too early in the day for him. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, everything went up from there, and uh, I was just, I was totally blown away. Hey, Jamil, before, just before we move on too far, uh, any explanation for, for that burnt tire smell in a, in a sour beer? Well, gosh, it, it, it's hard to say. You know, it, it burnt rubber, burnt tire, things like that. You know, it sounds like phenolics and sulfurs. Okay. Um, and, you know, yeasts and wild yeasts and things like that will produce, you know, both of those. Yeah. And almost every yeast can produce sulfur under stress. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, the more stress they are, the more sulfur they produce. And, uh, you know, any, you know, smoky or, or burnt things uh, tend to be... You know, some sort of phenol as well. So, so not really an age thing too. It's not something that might go away yeah, after you, a year or. Well, well you never know. Uh, okay. Maybe uh, well, some sulfurs can can off gas. Okay, uh, but right. if, if you've got a really bad one, probably not. Okay, but, but especially it, it's in the, if it's in the bottle already, you kind of uh, yeah. Hose. But it, but it, uh, it can off gas. Some sulfurs will do that. Uh, just look at any, any lager yeast. You're gonna get some that, that nasty yeah. sulfurs coming up and. It can, okay. yeah, yeah. So don't don't throw it out by any means. I like I like how the sound of opening beers in New Zealand comes across the clearest yeah. of everything. <laughs> of everything we're doing, nothing yeah. drops out. Chad, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, good question. Eight 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 four zero one beer. If you have other questions from our friends from New Zealand, uh, or or just join Bevo in the chat room by hitting the chat now button, and you can do that. Um, all right. So how about you, Luke? We heard from Stephen a little bit about his barrels, and uh, are you starting to do this as well? Yeah, it was a little bit random, sort of uh, jumping into that. I guess it was an extension of a gimmick that I did um, about a year ago. After creating, or coming back from San Diego, and then we had this challenge of creating uh, IPAs together, I took um, sort of the second batch of um, the Armageddon IPA I made and stuck it into a couple of little uh, wooden barrels. They were New American Oak. They're only 20 litres. I don't know what that is, like five gallons, a couple of five-gallon yeah, barrels. Five. Um, threw them onto a boat because I thought, well, I've made an India Pale Ale and it's really big and hoppy, <laughs> but what did it actually taste like after it had been on a sea voyage for a couple of months? So I stuck it on um, a ferry which travels between the North and South Island of New Zealand. What's his name? Um, what's its name? I can't remember yeah. which... Yeah, it was something like that, but we're not even going to go there. All right. Um, it was on, it was on the boat for I think it was I think we only left it on for six weeks. It was 126 crossings. It was something about 20,000 kilometers. So it, it it had sort of emulated the whole sea voyage, and um, we took it off the boat and had it at our um, beer festival that we have every year called Bearvana, which is at the end of August. It's kind of like the New Zealand version of the uh, GABF, and um, so we tap, tapped it, and the beer was absolutely fantastic. Um, and the 
people that came to try it, they really loved it. And after thinking about that for six months, I went, hey, why don't I do this on a much larger scale rather than 10 gallons? Why don't I, like, take half a batch and throw it into... I ended up making two and a half thousand litres. You can convert that into gallons or barrels or whatever that is. That's a lot. Um, yeah. It was a lot. And um, so I took, scaled it from two little barrels up to, to 12 big barrels and put it in the wood and freaked out <laughs> because after about 10 days, the wood character was just undrinkable. It was through the roof. Um, I didn't know what was going to happen, but it seemed to have this really massive um, peak and then it sort of dropped back and it's plateaued <laughs> off. And then um, blended all the barrels back together, bottled it and put it out, and it was a huge success. And it was great to, to do that. And then I took those barrels and um, filled it with uh, a stout that I did in collaboration with Kelly Ryan from Thornbridge in the UK. Oh, yeah. It was over summer, and um, you guys have talked to Kelly before. Yeah. And um, so we made a stout together, and I, he was actually in the brewery on the day that we barreled up the IPA. And then after we emptied the IPA, we put the stout in, and the, the stout came out about oh, three, four weeks ago and last the New Zealand market now but the, the stout was a lot more interesting because of the, the malt character and the, the wood didn't come as through as much and there might have been some sour notes coming through from a couple of the barrels and it's just we tasted through all the barrels and each barrel was slightly different on the second time round because it wasn't new wood and it had the IPA in it and um, yeah, it's been a big learning curve on how beer goes into the into the wood and how it affects the beer and then adding another beer into that. And so, yeah, I'm still on a very, very steep learning curve right now and it's really exciting and, and the beer's coming out are just as exciting. Well, maybe another testament to how important uh, blending is when it comes to barrel beers, sour beers. Um, you know, it's really a hot topic right now too, just that it, rather than being shunned as a, a way to cheat, it's really uh, just another tool in the brewer's handbook. Um, so I actually think it's um, it's an art form, and I, yeah. I have a lot of respect for um, the, the Lambic in Belgium because obviously every barrel is going to have some different kind of um, flora in it, and the, the level of yeast or bacteria or whatever's going on in there is going to be slightly different from barrel to barrel, and it's a matter of tasting it. That's what I did through the barrels I had. I tasted them all and went, wow, wow, okay, it wasn't that sophisticated. Tasted them all and decided, yep, there's some barrels in here that are quite different to the other ones. Screw it. It's going to make it really interesting. Let's just blend the whole thing together. Exactly. you got more choices than when you've got more different versions. And yeah. it's just created a beer that's really complex, and there's just all these subtleties of um, different flavors from the different barrels all married together to make a really interesting beer. How about, hey, we love that. Make it again. Yeah, how are you going to do that? Uh, I'm, I'll become like a winemaker. It'll never be the same again. <laughs> yeah, you have to do that. On, on purpose. I do yeah. like that about craft brewers. We're kind of allowed to say that. Home brewers, everybody, you're kind of allowed to go, well, listen, uh, that would bore me. I don't want to make it. <laughs> no. I don't want to make it the yeah. same twice. I have so much creativity in me that uh, <laughs> yeah. I just do what I want whenever I want. And, uh, you know, <laughs> right. whatever. You should have got batch number one. <laughs> uh, which one of you told me in the pre-interview that you had a shit ton, which is an American measurement, by the way, of barrels uh, to get rid of? Some One of you has a shit ton of barrels you got to sell or something, right? Yeah, I've got a few barrels I got to get rid of. I'm thinking I want to try some new wood in the uh, the new year, and um, not really wanting to reuse the wood. So I've got ten um, American medium toast barrels that have been used twice for um, beer here in New Zealand. So if there's anyone out there that wants a barrel, I'm pretty keen to get rid of a few. 
All right, so our, our New Zealand they, listeners or uh, potentially our Australian listeners who feel like traveling a little bit. Uh, with a barrel under your arm. How do they contact? Who, where would they go to get this information from you? Um, send me a tweet at um, Epic Beer on Twitter. Okay. Twitter.com slash Epic Beer and uh, send Luke a tweet. He's got some barrels he wants to get rid of. Out here, let me tell you, you do that. You do that here in the states. My listeners will, will not leave you alone. That right. would have been a very dangerous statement to make. I don't know what our listenership yeah, I, is exactly out but there. I've got six thousand miles of water between me and you. So. <laughs> I know that's right. But I'm wondering, you know, uh, our listenership there might be bigger than I think it is too. That happens often. You might have people at your door within the hour. No, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there's only one, yeah. so you'll be fine. <laughs> he just sent me a tweet. He says hi. <laughs> His name's Greg McGill. Okay. Hi, Greg. <laughs> Greg McGill, also from New Zealand. See, I'm a used French oak. Oh yeah, no American for you. No, I've been playing around. I did, but the, the the difference is huge between the French and the American yeah. barrels, even the, even the sixth or seventh vintage barrels. And the, the French oak just seems to be a bit more subtle for the mm-hmm. for the beers I'm trying to do. I tend to yep. agree with Stephen, actually. Yeah. I'm a fan of the French oak myself. Yeah, I don't use a whole lot of American. I use uh, French or Hungarian, even. I like Hungarian a lot. Yeah. yeah. Now, I guess I shouldn't say that I don't like the taste of American. It Maybe it's more that because it's more aggressive, um, yeah. I, I haven't tasted a lot of beers that have used it as well as the, the French. Uh, you, you see what I mean? It, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely more spicy and, and less subtle. Uh, yeah. A little more caramel than I really enjoy. It's not appropriate for most... You know, yeah. We have a, a great show, uh, Stephen. I don't know if, if, if you, you're a listener at all, but if you go back, uh, we had a, a, a guy on the show. His name is uh, Shay Comfort. And he did this great uh, demonstration with us about the different styles of oak. Uh, you know, obviously American, French. I think there was some Hungarian in there. And he yep. gave us some teas where we were just really just tasting the flavor as a tea of the different oaks. And it really set it apart for me. It wasn't until then that I could truly tell the difference between each of the oaks. And I, it was, it was really educational for me. Now when I taste barrel-aged beers, I, can, uh, I enjoy it more because I can really kind of you know, pick apart where that came from and, yeah. and when it's more aggressive or not. Um, and it was it a good does make a big difference. One of, our, one of our local wineries up here, Westbrook, um, the winemaker up there, I go up there every year when they've got sort of barrel samples on, go and taste around the different barrels, usually Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. But I've been up there and tasted um, the same Pinot Noir wine, from French barrels from different forests, and there's there's a big difference even in that different forest within France. So oh yeah, it's quite incredible. interesting. See, and I would see, I would love to, I, those kind of tastings to me are really enjoyable because you can really pick apart, like I said, the differences. And while we're talking about where ingredients come from and their differences, Luke, uh, I hear that, that you uh, are kind of, I don't know if it's the right word, but, but you don't like New Zealand beer ingredients, which is a big, New Zealand's a big hot producer, but you prefer uh, all American ingredients. Is that right? Or, or all American yeah. hops, I should say, anyway. I, I don't know about New Zealand as a big hop producer. I think they produce 0.2% of the global hop um, crop. Right. Okay. I'm with you. Um, I, I don't say I'm a total hater because I use a little bit of New Zealand hops. You're a total New Zealand hop hater. You're <laughs> <laughs> just ranting. We're in California just ranting about how bad New Zealand hops are. <laughs> they, have the, they have the same name. Someone just got called out. 
All right. <laughs> I start. Yeah, actually, I'm the largest importer of hops in New Zealand. Okay. Um, all my hops, all my, most of my hops come out of the Yakima Valley through um, Hop Union. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a little bit of stuff out of the UK for from time to time. I do use a little bit of New Zealand hops. I use New Zealand. The, the reason I became an importer was because um, even when I was in, when I started out in the brew pub, I was using some really cool New Zealand hops, but when you're a little brew pub and you're using 20% of the crop, it's like, wow, what happens if we grow? Hmm. It's like you've got to put in more growers. But I think the thing with New Zealand um, hops are they're so intense and they deliver so much flavour. They're very much like um, New Zealand wine, um, New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, for example. It's really intense, okay. really aggressive in the aroma and flavour, and you, you can't you, – you get to a point where they, they can tip over and um, – they going back to the guy that talked about sour beers. I actually find that New Zealand hops, if you, you go too far, they get that really big sulfury, burnt rubber, um, huh. horrible character. But if you, you back it off a bit, that has these amazing, yeah. beautiful, intense passion fruit and subtropical qualities. Very much where um, you find Amarillo and Simcoe these days. New Zealand hops have um, quite similar characteristics, but. Um, yeah, I had spent 10 years using those and was looking for something else and something more interesting and really was influenced by what's happening in the on the West Coast and has been very much wanting to make beers like that and couldn't achieve them through New Zealand hops. And how about malt? Uh, malt? Yeah, all, all my malt I use out of um, the UK. Um, if I'm making an ale, I want to use really good ale malt. And um, I use um, Czech and German Pilsner malt when I make my lager. So the New Zealand malt, um, tried it a number of times over the last 10, 12 years. Haven't really had positive experiences with it. Uh, I know they're still working through breeding programs to find the right um, varietals to grow in the climate we have here. Um, The maltster's here. The, The big maltster is producing for export. Um, they're producing for large breweries with um, certain specifications on protein and everything else. The, the, the small craft brewery, because we're so small in this country, yeah. um, we end up with the sweepings, both from um, hops and malt. So we, we get second grade whatever because um, we're, we're insignificant in volume. Just like so you said, we, 10 years ago, that's where it was here. Yeah, yeah, the, the craft brewers just getting whatever was left over from the whatever the big guys wanted. Well, and also, Luke, the the, the way I read it is you're not anti New Zealand ingredients, but rather you're trying to source the best ingredients possible to make yeah. the best beer possible. Which so yeah. from America, well, that, that, and you know certain not, types not of malts from it's not necessarily America, it's, right, it's Germany like, and and you, you summed it mm-hmm. up. It's like I'm looking for the best ingredients in the world to make the best for, I can, right. and yeah. because we're so far away, I'm paying top dollar for it anyway. So I might as well right. get the from anywhere and and not compromise. Um, different people have different philosophies. A lot of small brewers in this country oh. use local. And that that's cool and respect them for that. But for me, my philosophy is use the best to make the best. Right. Well, I think it shows in uh, you know, especially in that epic pale ale. It makes a lot of yeah, sense. I don't think you can make it otherwise. I'm not as surprised about it about the malt because everybody in the world is doing it with malt. We're we're do, right. we do the same thing. We're importing a lot of European malt, um, you know, just to get the best. Maybe I considered. I, I, I'm wondering, you know, where I get the idea about New Zealand uh, being a large hop producer and mm-hmm. why it surprises me. And I think it's because I'm so into organic brewing, and right. I, and we've done a lot of interviews about organic brewing and the. the uh, 
it's always referenced that organic hops are grown uh, in in large portions in New Zealand. And maybe oh yeah, when it, when, it, when it comes to organic hops, I think New Zealand actually contributes like twenty percent of the world crop of organic hops. From okay. Yeah. Recollection. So actually, New Zealand on an organic front for hops is like we punch way above our weight. Yeah. Well, most most New Zealand hops are fundamentally organic. There's no there's no um, uh, there's no problems with hops in New Zealand. There's no um, that, like vermin that, or anything. So that, that, there's all, actually one. That's all a, New Zealand hops are basically spray free anyway. So they don't they don't tend to use any sprays at all. I so see. to, to hmm. transfer organic is, is really quite simple. They could actually move the whole New Zealand crop to organic overnight because they only spray once or twice for red spider mite, and that's even before flowering. Wow! So they're, they're potentially spray free the flowers. Well, that's fantastic. That makes it very nice on uh, hop growers there. And and they actually use sheep to um, keep the um, the lower peaks. <laughs> no, this is true. I've been, oh, good. Oh, really? Okay. Sorry. Go on. Yeah, we had to mention sheep in fifteen <laughs> minutes. We needed so, to. Wonderful things. It's, um, they actually use sheep to take the um, the lower um, leaves off the hop vines. To like, oh, if you yeah. get a and you don't want right. the mildew there. Yeah, the and county mildew they, and all. Yeah. Yeah. They clean off all the lower leaves. You don't have to go off picking them off. The sheep just wander through, clean up the um, the hop fields, and everyone's happy. Hmm. See yeah. that, Doc? You could add sheep to that little farm you're growing over right. there. If get you rid of your to goats. Go hops. sheep. Go sheep. Why get rid of goats? Just add sheep. Just add and sheep. They don't that's know how to say no. Yeah. That's what I said, add. I know yeah. you're working on yes. your, little, yeah, no. your little farm fantasy out there. You got the she- You got the goats. You got the chickens. Doc's now. playing Farmville for real now. He's doing, yeah. <laughs> tell, you, tell you what, sheep go really great with Velcro. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, oh, oh. Wherever, wherever you put them, they stay. The kids will love that. All right, kids, today we're going to put up a Velcro wall. Well, you know, the neighbors have this pond, and I've noticed you can walk them towards water. <laughs> nice. The kids or the No, no, sheep. sheep. They, no. they don't want to go towards water. Velcro they, they, they and they an back right? up. That's all you need. Very interesting. No. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, let's start wrapping things up by finding out uh, just a little more about the beers that you guys have there so that we know. Uh, Stephen, I believe it was you who told me you have four staple beers and a couple seasonals. Tell us about your staple beers. Um, staple beers are pretty standard. Um, we do a, a Kolsch, a Pale Ale, a Red Ale, a Schwarz beer. Okay. So they're all they're sort of sort of international styles. Yeah. Um, but I use pretty much exclusively New Zealand malt and hops. Um, so they're all quite they're quite sort of unique local characters. Uh, and the seasonals we tend to do dark beer, do a porter, a wheat beer. Um, strong seasonals we do a uh, an IPA, uh, which is all American hops, uh, but New Zealand malt, and also a double IPA, which will just just finished at the moment. No, we still got half a bottle. Oh, just just <laughs> bring it now. Last year it was all American hops and um, New Zealand malt. This year it's all New Zealand hops and New Zealand malt as well. So it's 100% local beer. Nice. And I think it's the first heavily hopped uh, beer with New Zealand hops that Luke hasn't actually absolutely hated. Well, I would think <laughs> that's good. I, I would think that some of those intense uh, flavors that he's talking about would go well in a double IPA. Kind of something you're looking no, for. It, but you've got to be you got to find the balance of the right hops because yeah. you can overdo it. The hop character turns quite unpleasant. You get a real intense grassiness with quite a, a harsh sort of flavour that uh, can be described as petrol or kerosene. It gets that sort of intensity to it. Diesel fuel. Diesel wow. fuel. Yeah. Well, and they also they gave me one beer that had a, a real uh, burnt rubber 
uh, to it, and they say that. Oh, they go. Oh, that's rewakaha. Rewakaha. Rewaka hops. Ah, oh, yeah. got it. Ha. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and, you know, I think uh, Luke was saying it can it get a real sulfury kind of character to it in, in certain yep. levels. So well, and I've caught. You know, I wonder if that's similar to that real plasticky flavor that I've picked up in double IPAs here mm. and when I bring it up if I'm tasting in front of the mm-hmm. brewer and I bring that up I don't mean to bring it up as a negative I just talk about it they don't like me saying that very much because well, they, they probably tasted it too right and, <laughs> and again I'm not trying to be an asshole but it's it, you right, know it, right. if it gets too intense it, it really stands out and covers up the nice right, qualities right, right? right. so yeah. maybe a similar thing I, actually you've got a good point because um for that first 10 years, I was using New Zealand hops, and I was using them on a really big scale, um, pro- like no one else in probably the world at that stage. And um, I think it wasn't until I started drinking more and more um, international beers, specifically U.S. beers with a lot of U.S. hops, that it actually really started to accentuate that um, sort of burnt rubber character from the New Zealand hops. And I can't really go back to them. That's why people think I'm a hater, and I just think it's... People that are drinking it now, they don't, they can't see it until they've actually experienced it against something else, and they've expanded their their palate and I guess their flavour memory. And going, hey, I've tried all these other beers, and then they go back to um, these beers with these certain hops in them, going, wow, that's actually not that pleasant. It's yeah. offensive. It doesn't have clean hop flavour. <laughs> so, so it's hard to balance. And I noticed that that the New Zealand hops, the same varietal, can vary a lot between year to year. Mm. A hop that was great last year is just not that good this year. And it's, it's trying to work out which hops are good this year are the ones to use. It's quite odd. And how are you experimenting with that, Stephen? Are you doing small batches, or are you just going for it and saying, oh, I better change that next batch? My, my test batches are 1,000 litres. <laughs> but we've like, got strong homebrew sort of, I've created sort of strong homebrew network out here. Yeah. And every Thursday night we have this beer geeks meeting, and everyone comes in with their beers, and they bring with a lot of New Zealand hops, a lot of American hops. Awesome. And it's really good way to sort of get feedback and I actually sort of instruct people. I sell them a lot of hops and say, you know, brew this with this and okay. come back and see how it works. So I've got quite a strong sort of test network out there, trying hops, hop combinations. It really helps. That's a great test department. I like that. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Bring in yeah. the home brewers, let them go to town on it. Because you can... I, you know, even my beer, you could probably taste what the hops taste like in it. We Doubt it. We don't need 500 <laughs> gallons of it. Why don't you get past that on other cheesy stuff? Yeah, yeah. You know, at least he'd get the one thing he's looking for out of get it. Get the pellicle is... off the top of the bottle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the best thing about all that sort of homebrew hop trialing is that um, I was beer judging this year at the New Zealand Beer Awards, and uh, my ability to pick all the faults was, was well honed with all these homebrew beers. Yeah, that makes sense, too. I hate to say it, but that makes sense. You know, we have a San Francisco Bear Awards, but it's it's a different it's a different. different award. Yeah, It's going on right now, actually. Luke, tell us about your beers. Uh, how many different epic uh, beers? Um, I'm not sure anymore because the barrel thing just keeps coming up. Um, I've got three permanent beers now, which is the Epic Lager, which is a 5% um, dry hopped. It's... It uses um, Simcoe and Liberty, which is quite unusual, and it has a really awesome citrusy character. Yeah. The only reason I made that was because so many people freaked out when I made the pale ale that I thought, well, if 80% of the people that try this beer go, really like your brand, but, man, I can't drink that pale ale. So I thought, well, I better make one of those. Um, I've got a pale ale, and then I've got the Armageddon IPA. I've also got a strong pale ale called Mayhem, which I'm... I wanted to bring back full-time last year, but I ran out a number of times, so it sort of came across to people as it was a seasonal. So Mayhem's my favourite. 
Actually, Mayhem's got a little bit of New Zealand hops in it. He's a New Zealand hop lover. Um, <laughs> so ho- hopefully by the new year, I'll have uh, four full-time beers. So I'll have a lager, a pale ale, a strong pale ale, and an IPA. Beautiful. Um, I've got the stout that I... Uh, it was a collaborative stout I did with Kelly from Thornbridge. And then we've got a barrel age version of that coming out. Well, it came out last week. Um, the barrel age um, IPA has finished up. It's still around, but it's a little bit patchy. We've got um, a collaborative brew I did with Dogfish. Um, Sam Caligioni came down here uh, end of August with um, the crew for Discovery Channel for the new series called Brood. And we made the scaled-up version of the Porto Murillo, which is a New Zealand... Tamarillo, which is a tree tomato that's been smoked and pulped and added to a wow. sort of an imperial porter. So that'll be available in New Zealand in October and also Australia and probably available in the US come Christmas. But oh, I'm wow. not saying out loud. Mm. So, yeah, that'll be a sort of a, another collaborative seasonal one-off thingy. You heard and that I've here, got, folks. I like mm, that. New beer. It's good. I like it. And are your beers only available in bottle since you're not a brew pub? Or are you on draft out there as well? Uh, draft as well. You are. Uh, yeah. My issue is actually draft, and that's just because of um, having enough kegs to be able to supply the customers we have. Yeah. It's, it's just a matter of growth. We, we've done a few kegs across to Australia, and it's done really well across there, but it's just investing a lot of money into stainless steel, and that just takes time to yeah. be able to fund that. Do you guys have a lot of uh, keg theft? We have a lot. It seems like we have a lot of that in America. People go through and they oh, just, yes. you know, rummage through the old kegs <laughs> back of bars. Actually, um, I'd like to point the finger at Lion Nathan right now. <laughs> um, they, they go out and take Kieran, which is Kieran, which is, I don't know, whatever God Brewing Company it is. They just come out <laughs> and take kegs, those fuckers? Yeah, they just go to the, go to the bar. Pick up their own kegs. I'll just grab all the kegs. I'll just take really? everyone's kegs. Yeah. Wow. Craft wow. beer kegs. Send them to Australia to use them. Wow. Or, or they sell them as scrap. That's amazing. you yeah. got to ask those those bars to change I'll tell you what, their day's down. coming. <laughs> Is it? You sound like a terrorist right now. <laughs> tell them they're going to get their due. I'll put a jihad on you. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, guys. Well, listen. Yes. It sounds like you've had a nice day over there. Today. Yeah, we're sorry to take it's. It's actually a work day that we've taken you away so from. I just bought. I just bought fifty keg. No, you listen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey! I, I don't like your attitude. Yeah. Duke, yeah, no, we are good. Okay, this is part of my job. Oh, all right. Well then, <laughs> good. You know, if one kills the other, it's in the future, and we won't know about it for a few hours. <laughs> yeah, it could be like 20 years from now. <laughs> that's it'll, right. 6,000 miles, right. that's a long way. That's how far in the future it is. Yeah. <laughs> We're having a lot of dropouts with the audio guys right now, so I'm, just not, I'm not sure what's happening in your room or my room. <laughs> we just assume you're arguing when we can't hear you. I'm, should I get off oh. of World of Warcraft? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just fucking with me. Actually, they're just Probably. like they're right. just hitting the mute button <laughs> right. off, off and on a bunch of times just because yeah. they know it's going to drive me. We had fatty. a real good. Jay is squirming. Right Picnics. Now. <laughs> <laughs> My connection's gone a bit haywire. The other the other person in Auckland with a computer must be on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You got to get fresh hamsters for Call that. Call that kid up. Tell him. Yeah. Hey, get Luke to ride that bike a little faster yeah. so the power doesn't go out. <laughs> Man, 
<laughs> yeah, sheet-powered internet, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Listen, I really appreciate your time being on the show with us. I know it's been a long day, and uh, we and got night. the times messed up, but... Uh, a lot of fun to talk with you, and I hope I yeah. get to uh, come try more of your beer sometime. Or at least try it out here in the States. I think that'd be awesome. We're looking forward to that uh, dogfish collaboration in December. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Right. All right, let me give some stats for the people at home. You can go to epicbeer.com and learn about all the things we've been talking about. You can also go to hallertau.co.nz. Hallertau.co.nz to find out about Hallertau Brew Bar. And... Uh, Alatar's a restaurant, too, which Jamil has uh, admitted the food is great. It was fantastic. Of Ostrich course. burger. Yeah. yeah. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> Any <laughs> other crazy meats in your burgers or just ostrich? <laughs> I'm putting a venison burger on or a, like a bam burger, which I like to call it. I was coming on next, next week. Bam burger. Bam burger. Get it? Bam burger. <laughs> I love it. That's pretty good. I think that's good. <laughs> Dingo steak and fries. <laughs> that would be Australia. Oh. Australia. Damn it's it. kind of like Canada. <laughs> I, I thought you were the Canada. Screw that up, too. New Zealand's hat. <laughs> Dingo stopped my baby. <laughs> Dingo's ate my baby. And it's great. I, uh, in preparation for the show, I, I like to learn a little bit about uh, about our guests tonight. So I look up New Zealand, um, yeah. and I look up New Zealand <laughs> slang. Wait, so you just Googled New Zealand? I Googled New Zealand. Okay. Um, and then off the Wikipedia page, I think, I found a, 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 a <laughs> well, New <accurate>. Zealand slang. <laughs> and what did you find? Um, a knuckle sandwich. Uh, in in New Zealand means uh, a punch to the face. Well, that means pretty that much the same that's thing here, here too. No, it clearly on Sorry. the page it was Sorry. a New Zealand <laughs> thing. No, no, I didn't know that's okay. where it came from. Thirties Americana. I edited that okay. in there to screw with JP. Yeah. 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 Okay, <laughs> do you have more for us, JP? They're ni- ni- no. You got so of the up. whole page, you only had knuckle sandwich. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't get on the this internet. The best, dude, <laughs> I'm currently wearing my jandals. <laughs> oh, see, I don't know, but what, a lo- uh, what is it? And, uh, large smoke? Thongs. Thongs. Right, right. right. Large smoke, I think, places, was a uh, large city. You wear jandals, no. and what's, it, what's no, the right. name for shorts? In the morning? Ball shorts? holders? Um, <laughs> and nutters. Why, <laughs> why, are, why are they jandals and not sandals? Because they're, they're jean sandals? It's south of the equator. <laughs> S's turn to J's when you're south of the equator. It's like the toilet flushing in reverse. You of didn't course, know that? Of it's course. just like that. Huh? It just I happened. Uh-huh. I should have known. You don't ask why. Uh, JP had a Russell Crowe well, joke prepared well, too, but didn't have an Is that like it spits back out at you? <laughs> Toilets are just a hole in the ground, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't flow either direction except just down. Straight down. Right? <laughs> I, see. I see. Okay, I want to hear your Russell Crowe joke. Oh, I lied. I yeah. <laughs> just screw Damn. With him. Do either of you know how to rap, Luke or Steven? Yeah. Steve does. Well, Christmas presents or birthday presents? <laughs> <laughs> We're about to have a rap off. R A P. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> well, All right, give me a freestyle. I thought they might have been a couple beers in. That's why I thought, listen, now's the time to hit them up and see if they want to join our rap off. But you got to get the, the chance at the prize if they win. I love fruity pebbles in a major way. Yep. All right. right. You guys want to hang out for our wrap-off, or I'm dropping you now? No, no, we'll we'll hang in there and talk some more. Perfect. All right, they want to be in on our wrap-off. You're in. Great. (laughs) All right, I'm going to take us a quick break, uh, pay some sponsors. When we come back, the Brewing Network's first ever wrap-off, inspired by Four Loco, and uh, not a sponsor, just a fan. (laughs) We'll be right back on The Session. 
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Organic ingredients. Fresh, clean, good for you, good for the planet. Seven Bridges has the best selection of organic ingredients, including over 27 varieties of organic hops at breworganic.com. Join their mailing list for special deals and regular updates. They've been brewing organic and serving organic brewers for 13 years. They can help you brew great organic beer. And Seven Bridges is the proud host of the fourth annual National Organic Brewing Challenge, the only BJCP-sanctioned nationwide brewing competition just for organic beers. Take the challenge this fall for a chance to win great prizes, including stainless steel brew kettles and organic brewing ingredients. This year, the challenge will be judged in two locations, on the East Coast at Capital City Brewing in Arlington, Virginia, and on the West Coast at Gordon Biersch in San Jose, California. For complete details, visit breworganic.com slash competition. Seven Bridges is cooperatively owned in awesome Santa Cruz, California. Everyone there is dedicated to great beer and people-friendly business practices. They offer environmentally friendly, fair trade, and fair wage brewing products whenever possible. Seven Bridges, breworganic.com. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Whether I'm making me dry stout or rebuilding me kegs, I head to the heart of dear Dublin for me homebrewing supplies. You head all the way back to Emerald Isle just for a wee batch of grain or a bit of keg tubing? No, you moronic waste to deliver. Dublin, California. I go to HopTech. For 30 years, HopTech in Dublin, California has been supplying homebrewers with malt extract, fresh grains, hops, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts, and much more. HopTech is one of the first homebrew supply shops on the internet and is proud to offer award-winning beer kits, both online and in their store. Mention the BN Army for a 10% discount off your order. The store is open every day except Wednesday or shop online at HopTech.com anytime. HopTech is run by passionate, award-winning brewers who live, love, and travel for beer and bring their experience to the store for you. If you don't want to visit Dublin, just call toll-free 800-DRY-HOPS or go to HopTech.com. Visit HopTech today in Dublin, California and at HopTech.com. From the stovetop to a camp burner to some kind of brew stand, most homebrewers follow some version of this progression. With each move, a homebrewer will often have to change a lot, if not all, of their equipment. Until now, Blickman Engineering brings you the top-tier brewing stand, the only brewing stand that grows with you. For example, buy a top-tier floor-standing burner now, and it'll bolt right to your top-tier brewing stand when you're ready for all-grain brewing. The top-tier brewing stand is perfect for 5-gallon to 20-gallon batch sizes. Its modular design is adjustable and accommodates everything from small footprint coolers up to 30-gallon pots. How does the top-tier brewing stand do it? At its core is a strong, heat-treated, and anodized aluminum main post. On all four sides are built-in T-slots for the adjustable heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves and beefy burner tiers. The tiers accommodate any manufacturer's pots or coolers up to 21 inches in diameter. 
Best of all, not only does the top-tier brewing stand grow with your skills and equipment, but it easily knocks down for long-term storage or transport, too. The top-tier brewing stand from Blickman Engineering. Learn more at BlickmanEngineering.com and to find a local Blickman retailer and start brewing from the top tier. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Personal beat, I'm feeling like a beat, ready 
keep yourself as home. And I ain't crazy since I came here. And when you see me, take a look at my can. Man, that four locos, the gift that keeps on giving. I just I, I just searched it again to find the other rap song and found a brand new four loco rap song. That was ridiculous. Y'all remember the old one, don't you? I wasn't here for the old one. For the first ever BN rap off. This is the saddest thing I've ever seen. We still got the Kiwis on the line. They're going to participate in the uh, first ever BN rap off as well. Hey, baby. Hello. (laughs) How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm marvelous. (laughs) I did have a a news story about Four Loco that might get us in the mood, too. So I don't know. I don't remember if it was uh, after the show or when we discovered that Four Loco was being brewed at the Old Latrobe Brewery. Mm-hmm. You know, the makers of Rolling Rock used to be the the place where they made Rolling Rock. Well, now they're brewing a bunch of weird stuff there, and one of the things they're brewing there was Four Loco. The brewery this week got shut down for four days for polluting the water. Oh. Uh, people in the neighboring uh, housing developments. Couldn't even turn on their air conditioners. The water was so bad. They said like great. There was like just uh, permeating smells from outside. So it wasn't waste. It was actually their product, or it was. I think it was their product. They don't know exactly what happened yet, but people said it was horrible. We can't even turn on our air conditioner, and it goes all the way through the house. Municipal authority manager Tom Gray said the stench started about two weeks ago. (laughs) The uh, Department of Environmental Protection received complaints, prompting it to send an inspector out to the brewery. Just about 10 days ago, uh, probably because of hot weather uh, adding to the tipping point, um, odors became unbearable coming out of the brewery. Uh, One of the brewery analysts suspects that waste from the production of sugary drinks at the brewery killed bacteria that cleanses the water at the sewage plant. So, Doc... The four loco was bad enough to, to kill, kill the bacteria. The bacteria <laughs> that's supposed to help clean the water. Twelve percent. Yeah, it's going to do that. I don't. I don't really understand because four loco's target demo is so environmentally conscious. Sure, I don't understand. It doesn't make much sense. Like crazy. Well, and, the rappers, yeah. Uh, oh, they're talking about the sewage reclamation plant and everything. Yeah. It, it, if you've ever lived near one of those, it it can be really bad. Just your microphone. Oh, it can, it can be really bad. Yeah. Uh, there's one in Huntington Beach where my sister used to live. It, it, it the wind was going the right way. Oh, it wasn't so pleasant. So uh, if, if it's bad enough where it is, but you can up that by killing oh. off the the friendly bacteria. Right. With 12 percent alcohol. I'm just thinking, man. This four loco, it's killing off uh, you know good bacteria in the water system. Not, what it, what's it doing to you? Man? Come that's on. What I'm well, saying. Well, as, as I told you last night, I'm in the Safeway, and it's you know, I live in a college town, and I look at the guy in front of me, and he's got two big bottles of Jaeger and a smile on his face. Two. <laughs> and I go, what? Well, one's not good enough, but he just smiles at me. Yeah. And I look behind me, and this guy's got two or three big 
energy drinks? Like Sorry. Sparks or something, or you mean like Red Bull? Like, real, like Red Bullish okay. kind of stuff, and I look at him and go, what, no Locos tonight? Oh. <laughs> and, he, and he says, no, not tonight. <laughs> look, look, he had a bad Loco night the night before. Every night's a bad Loco night. And then they left that store, and they were like, how did that guy know about four Locos? Yeah. He doesn't go to St. Mary's. No. <laughs> anymore. And I, I had a two-day growth of beard on me, and I looked like, you know, the guy's going to dive in the dumpster. Right. All right, so Scott came at the Brewcasters this week and decided that we're going to have a wrap-off here on the Sunday session. And uh, I assume inspired by, inspired by our four loco performances. Well, that among other things. And we've, we've uh, designated it the BN Hop Grenade Show... I'm sorry, Hip Hop Grenade Showdown. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. That's the name. Yeah, Bevo doesn't like it, but I do. It was inspired not only by the uh, four loco exploitation, but also the, um, the shit-talking of JP... Saying uh, people under the stairs, a uh, song called "Beer Was No Good," and it got me to thinking. Sucked. You know, could you do better? You know, you do that thing where it's like, "Hey, well, let me see you do better, man." And yeah. we're going to see that exactly right now. Why do I have to suffer for JP's stupidity? Because <laughs> we, we are all a team. Do. We all do. Yeah. 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 Team, and we go through these things together like a team oh, does. Are, you're a chick. Um, there's no I in Bevo. Yes. You're correct. No. There's not. Good effort. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's how it's going to work. The, uh, the chat room, you guys are going to vote on your favorite performance. And, uh, oh, my. But for uh, me, I'm the prettiest. Uh, yeah. Are you the I, vote? Yes. I also, uh, on top of that voting from the chat room, I have turned up our, uh, our the cameras up again. You can go to justin.tv slash brewing network, watch the studio cam. We also have our very own, let's call him the Simon Cowell of wrap-offs, Terrence the Black is on the line with us today. Uh, what, uh, JP, I think, had invented a name for him for this purpose. Uh, uh, it's not Simon Cowell. It's Blackman Cowell. <laughs> Very clever. <laughs> okay, uh, Mr. He likes it. Mr. Hi, Terrence. Hey, what's going on, Mr. Cow? We're think- sorry that you can't be in the studio to also judge our moves as we're wrapping. Oh, I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, you don't even know. Oh, I, I could only imagine how bad they would be. <laughs> I, I can. What we yeah, yeah. Whatever, you saw me dance all weekend. You know I got skills. Uh, and that's my point, Terrence. So, can- um, and you know what? It didn't get you laid either, did it, Bevo? Terrence. Can I no, just can I just really guess didn't. that that you're wearing a polo shirt of some sort right now? <laughs> Soccer shirt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can barely hear you guys. Let me um, move away from. No, he, I, uh, Terrence is in silk pajamas, you should and know that's that the Terrence, way I'm going to think of it. Terrence stepped out of a church function right now to walk outside to do this. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I hope you have yeah. a little time, Terrence, because this might take a while. We got some wraps. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're going to like mine the best. <clears throat> Yeah, I have, I have a few minutes. Let's go for it, guys. All right. So, Terrence, here's your job. Uh, not necessarily to vote for the best, but to uh, just add some commentary at the end of each rap about uh, okay. how, how you feel we've done. And then we're going to allow the chat room to vote on, on our winner tonight. Oh, that sounds good, then. Okay. Yeah. Now, the winner has plenty of incentive because I have this awesome gift. It's a silver box. Uh-huh. And it's uh, you'll like it. Believe me, it's not a gag gift. It's I'm, something that you want to win, I promise. I'm guessing there's really? alcohol in there. Ah, Make you think that, Doc. Do we want to know? Are you you going to keep it a surprise? Yeah, I'm going to keep it a surprise. But again, it is a great gift, so um, plenty of incentive for you guys to win this contest. It looks tall. Wow. And our friends from New Zealand, are you going to rap, or are you going to just help uh, judge? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're going to do both. Oh, come on. you you got to rap, too. Yep. All right. 
Let's uh, let's start with Bevo, shall we? Well, let no, me know this. Not. Here's a couple. I got to get a couple more things clear yeah. for the BN wrap up. Yes, now please, you've, please do. You've brought some beats I've, with you. Yes, plenty of beats. Scott, the Jewish DJ, has brought some beats with him. I got well, all inspired after that Saturday one. night dance party at GABF uh, in front yeah. of the BN booth, and he's, now I'm all DJ'd up. He's sampled, and That's we right. get to choose our beats from your selection. Uh, sure. Can we hear? Can we hear a couple of the things that you've brought? Sure. Well, we got some classic yeah. West Coast stuff, like your bitch, please. <laughs> Something like this, you know? Are they going to have their lyrics over them? I hope you got yeah. the instrumental version. Oh, no, of course, man. This is just beats. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Come on, How dare you? I don't know if he knows Come what on, beats now. are. He's white. <laughs> and Jewish. We're all very white. And yeah, so, uh, you know... Actually, I'm, I'm more Mediterranean. I had a I had a plan for Bevo, and it was going to be something along these lines. I know this song. I know you do. You want to do your rap to this one, babe? No. No? I actually didn't plan on saying it to any music. But you oh, are. you can do it solo if you want. I oh, think it's going. acceptable if you want to do. In fact, I thought of even having. It's uh, so bad. I kind of thought maybe I'd have G- JP back me up on a, on the beatbox. I'll, I'll beatbox. Yeah. Oh yeah. You yes, can beatbox. Yes, yes. I agree. To, I agree. Terrence, I agree. Hey, right, what the fuck? Because that's not fair, is it? I don't think. Oh, so. <laughs> you can have a photos and shit. <laughs> The New Zealand guys, just, they're having a good time. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Party on. It's they're... 7 in the morning. <laughs> All right. Um, so, just, uh, Tasty, if you want to have somebody beatbox for you, you can do that. I got that option. You want I, a like the first, I like the first one. You, that That's first workable. Beat? Yeah, I like That's the mine. You can't okay. use it. Hey, we can all use the same one, can't I'm we? So no, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. that means. I, I got something really similar for you. I need you. something really slow is what I need. Yeah, right. New Zealand Brewers, I'm going to mute you just because there's a party going on over there. There's a party going on over here. I have you open in the Skype. You just send me a message if, you, if you're ready to rap or you have things to say. I'll, I'll, I'll bring you back up. For now, I'm just going to mute you so that we can get, you know, because this rapping is an art form. And <laughs> I don't want to be fucking this up. Chad, is your, is your rap ready? You got your rap ready? No, no. Was, were you on the email chain? Uh, was he not on the it's email my chain? Fault if he wasn't, how did that have Chad on the email? He's the rap guy in the room. Chad he knows more rap well, than anybody you know what, here. Chad, we have at least you know three other people that so go you know scribble some words down on the page and I'll have a beat for you. We can salvage this yet. You only need four lines, Chad, or I'll make you a default judge because Scott fucked that up. I did. I'll be a judge. How are you not going to put judge? No, no, you old school rapper himself I think it's that passive-aggressive thing <laughs> he's doing. It is. Shit. He's, he's got something in for I Subconsciously, you know, for sure. Knows. It wasn't on purpose. The, Chad's the golden boy. All right. Yeah. Uh, Chad gets to judge then, too. All right. We'll let him off the hook. All right. So, Tasty, you want to go first? Oh, what? Someone's <laughs> got to go first. Someone's got to do it. Doc, you want to do it? I got yours. Yeah, I'll go first. All right. Yeah. Tasty's going to be a man. He's going to go first. That's a mo. All right. How, the long first... is that, how long is that beat? Is it continuous? It's I mean, 12 can I... hours. Can I come in you got some time. What? Justin's going to bring it in, and Didn't then you, you, you bring it in. Okay. All, right. All right. Everybody else quiet. Right. Way too feel it, man. Any bitches or hoes I can have around me? Any bitches or hoes? Bevo, you want to do a hoe dance next to Tasty? <laughs> Not much going here. I believe that's called a hoedown. Oh, no. Terrence, right. isn't that called a hoedown? Bevo's got a hoedown. Let's pretend you are, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. So I'm going to mute everybody else. It's, I'll dance for you. It's up to you. I muted you too. I'm sorry. I muted everybody, <laughs> including you. All right, now you're back. Well, I like that feature. <laughs> that, that's pro. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. He's all right. He's okay. He'll we do were fine. rolling up the nap. It's old tasty at the wheel. 
Had to check out some homebrewing. Homebrewer was trying to keep it real. The light turned yellow, and we thought we were so cool. Then the postman delivered the camera light ticket. What a fool. The ticket had a photo of Tacey's license plate and a headshot of him smiling because he didn't know his fate. All was pretty funny looking at the photos until Tacey saw the ticket was, holy shit, six hundo. (laughs) (laughs) I got got another one here. Well, Tacey can take most everything pretty much in stride, but Napa wants wants too big a piece to Tacey's tender hide. There's only one thing option that's, that's fucking easy to see. Cheap beer in traffic schools coming up for poor tasty. <laughs> yeah. Right. Pretty good, man. That is pretty fucking good. <laughs> All right. Very nice. Very nice, Tasty. Yes. Uh, uh, Terrence to Black, uh, your comments for Tasty. All right. So, uh, content wise, you're on point, Tasty. Um, I would say next time, try to get some rhythm. Um, <laughs> There's supposed to be a flow for how yeah, it yeah, works. Yeah. So I'm it white. Is. Give me a break. <laughs> I know you're white. I, I I still expected more, but it was it was all right though. It was all right. Oh, I, yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. that you. Yeah, uh, I need, if I rehearsed a little bit, I could probably. Yeah. He's white and old. I mean, yeah, it was good. I would say I would say so far it's the best one I've heard. Yeah, I got <laughs> okay. yeah. Thanks. All right. Thanks. All right. Not bad. Not, yeah. And I like it bad too. At all. Thanks not for not good. exaggerating on the compliments. Yeah. I appreciate that. I enjoyed Tasty's creativity, and I also enjoyed that he used it as an avenue to vent, which yes. yeah. I think is yeah. what rap is about. Yeah, if anybody can fix tickets up at Napa, uh, Tasty needs some help. Yeah. You're, you're Tasty, I feel for you, baby. <laughs> feel. Uh, Doc just fist pumped yeah. his, his heart, by the way, for Tasty. He poured out a little bit of Four Loco, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm really impressed, Tasty. That was actually really good. That was Thank good. You, Thanks. All right, all right. Who's going to go next? Uh, how about Bevo? Can I just Bevo get this over? Bevo, for sure. so bad. Yes! What is Bevo's beat? Oh, it has to be this. Okay. Are you doing it to this, Bevo, or do you need something else? <clears throat> it's up to you. It's your rap. Well, it's hers and Terrence's, right? <laughs> what, what? JP can give you a little beatbox. I, mean, I can't that's all do you this need. to this. Okay, oh, we, she needs something uh, else. I could sing this song. Give her some rhythm. Oh. Some I smooth rhythm. All right, just straight up freestyle. This one's easy, Bevo. You can just read it. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh. There you go. Her so phone. uncomfortable. Turn up your volume on your mic, too, because I, I, I got you cranked. To. It's that Here. first dial. Turn it to about 3 o'clock. You want to come to mine? Okay, is that better? Yeah, there we go. Puke on the ground. Jipper can't be found. Must be drunk off some damn good brown. Listen all around. What's that sound? Sounds like Schumann is getting pound. <laughs> That's it. Oh, nice. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, Okay. Oh, that was good. Terrence the Black, your thoughts, please. I thought that was really good. I was I was digging I was digging the beat. I was digging the rhythm. She uh, not only um, not only has some good stuff in there, but I mean any any song that makes fun of Schumann is is awesome. So I would I would say that. I would say she's gonna be. It's gonna be hard to top that one. I would. I would give it to her. Wow! Mm-hmm. Wow! All right, she just beat out Tasty. I thought it was total shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I did like was the adding of the Ed. Yeah. At yeah. The, because that showed Ed. creativity outside of the rhyming box. It was if, a good freshman freshman run. Yeah. Not Very bad. much. Uh, yeah. So I married an axe murderer. Yeah. Very yeah. reminiscent. That's yeah, exactly. actually exactly what I was going for. <laughs> Capture that. That's really why well. I love you. Uh, shall we get the Jipper in here? 
Um, I, yeah, if you want, I'd rather do Doc, but, you know, I think Doc needs to go. I, I, I had to have uh, JP write my stuff. Oh, you did? Yes. Uh, like you want to go? Are you I'd ready? I'd like to read it first. <laughs> oh, you haven't even read it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. That's even better. Oh, well, where is his stuff? It's right here on my computer. Oh, yeah. oh, that's, that's not, not very helpful yeah. at all. Well, I'll just hand him the computer. It'll be great. I can go. I'll go. I'll go right now. Okay, right. you go, baby. Right, Jip's going to go. <coughs> all right, Scott, you know... There you go. I'm going to stand up for this. See, I gotta feel it. You know what I'm trying to say? Sure. You do yeah. gotta feel it. You can go right now to yeah. justin.tv slash yeah. brewing network. You can yeah. see JP rap. Wait, I gotta okay. turn my headphones. Hang on. He's got no nope. snare in his headphones. No, that's too loud. That's too loud. Hold on a second. <laughs> no, wait. I can't hear. Wait. Okay, wait. All right. I, I hey, what, what? My what? brain hurts. What? 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 Bitch, I asked you what? Don't walk away from me. Say that shit to my face. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Trick ass bitch. Bring me a fucking sandwich. <laughs> like mayo on that shit. You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, uh, wait, oh, fucking Ooh. headphones, hang on a sec, let me turn shit up. Alright, wait, no, too much. Uh, uh, I'm gonna feel this shit, Terrence. It's gonna be right to you, baby. Here we go. I'm pumping caps in your ass like my name was Billy the Kid. Your worst brew day ain't shit compared to what I did. Drop the mash, drop the hops, drop whatever I could. It was like a homebrew shop opened up where I stood. Some days it don't pay to be me, JP. I feel so down, I'm like the GDP. But I gotta keep going like the Energizer Bunny. Cause I'm motherfucking JP from the BN Army. Give me a beer and I'll tell you that it sucks. I'm not a guy that can give too many fucks. See, most things around me are pretty bad, not good. Give me some time and I'll break it down like that black guy you were afraid of as a kid that lived next door to you that your mom told you not to really talk to but you did anyway and one time he had his friends hold you down while he took your new Jordans and threw them out on the roof and all he did was laugh because you know number one she told you not to talk to him and you did anyway and our Jordans suck so it's pretty much like you got beat up twice in one of those times with your mom pussy <laughs> I'm not done yet I'm not done yet that's alright you oh, yeah. you're doing great oh, I see I'm gonna break down right now here we go. Now, Scott sucks. Bebo sucks. Tacey sucks. Chad sucks. Doc sucks. Justin sucks. Schumann sucks. Push sucks. Sully sucks. Passon sucks. Jamil sucks. Palmer sucks. But I'm hella sick. That's the bit. Jeep. Whoa. I fucked up. Hang on. Here we go. Remember now. Everybody sucks, right? Yeah. And then I said, but I'm hella sick. The network JP is one fucking prick. My fan base drops with every show I do, but I'm not alone. Obama gets it too. I get friend requests every day on Facebook. All the mo fucks wanna be in my network. Yo. Yo, yo. Yo. Yo, yo. Yo. Yo, yo. I should get paid for doing this show. Yo. Yo, yo. Yo. Yo, yo. Yo. Yo, yo. Man, I need to get paid for doing this show. So if you want to help out a network like me, donate now. Enroll in the BN Army Word. Yeah! Wow. Yeah? Ah, that's cool there. Jay Pizzle. What do you think about that uh, shit? That's good shit. I think we're done. <laughs> yeah, you know, to top that one. Can, can, I don't know. Justin no can top that one. Oh, we, got, we also got our New Zealand uh, contingent oh, there. Oh, that's right. Don't forget about that. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Could uh, be sleepers. Kiwis, what did you think of JP's performance? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Pretty good. You know, I, I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be honest with you because I'm the kind of guy that likes to shit on JP. All right, you know, I never want to, <laughs> yeah. never want to say anything good about him. But well, I like, pay the you only that, thing, the, 
seriously, the only thing he has left to do is stand up and, like, throw the mic down. Because everybody in that room just got served. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's coming from a black guy. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Oh, that's wow. That's, that's Holy crap. <laughs> wow. JP, bringing it. He's I, saying I the rap it. that he wrote is actually better yeah. than yours. Holy crap, that was good. Saying the rap that he wrote, that you wrote, wait, I'm retarded, never mind. I love you, though. I love you back. Thank you. It looks like we lost the Kiwis. I had them on there, but I think they've hung. I'm sure they're listening to the rap off. uh, Who wouldn't? They've they've dropped the call. uh, I've been served. Well, Doc, you haven't even done yours yet, Doc. Here, let yeah, me you get to follow that, Doc. And now you have to follow. Uh, oh, my God. The, uh, Crap, that's easy. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Whew. If it's the first time he's read it. JP, the chat room loves you. Put it on big print. Him. Just once. Just yeah, break, once. Yeah, big print. Just once. Can we find a way to finally work it out? Isn't it make it? Can we find a way to finally make it? I know. Let's make it. Don't mess up this 80s. Doc's got to read the damn poor yeah. kid. Poor kid hasn't even read his rap yet. Yeah, he's just kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be harsh. It's going to be a good one. So what's this beer we're drinking? Oh, I got this. We're drinking this beer from... Uh, Let's not get distracted. Brandon no, no, Jones. No, 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 no. Fill, fill the time here. Nope. All right, he needs it. All right, so this is right, the, this a listener beer that you brought? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, from Brandon Jones, Nashville, Tennessee. It's his Bad Leroy Brown. It's a Janice Brown-inspired beer. It was a program entry uh, that he brewed with uh, Blackstone Brewing Company. Uh, this is a homebrew here. So well, that's a tasty beer. It's really good, isn't it? Yeah, it is really good. What'd you think of that, Jamil? I drank all mine. So yeah, here's some more. Yeah, it's good. Put it in your hand. Why do I have two? Scott, is one of these yours? One of those is Scott's. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm drinking Scott's. I'll give you the one yeah, that I Yeah, it's really good. It's well-balanced. Uh, yeah, I thought it got uh, you know, great hop character and nice firm bitterness. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Good body. Nice uh, malt background body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Scott, let's go. All right, Scott, you ready? Whenever you're no James Brown, Brown, but yeah. you want a few bars to get into the mood like everybody else? Yeah. Yeah. You, you ready? All right. I'll okay. try it. Right. Go for it, Doc. Oh, it's going to be so white. <laughs> I love this nice. song. Very nice. Right into the mic, too, Doc. <laughs> Master of teeth when you meet me. You best be discreet. Living a double life, keeping it low key and low strife. Oh, yeah. Fixing grills by day, then fixing your beer by night. <laughs> they kill me, doctor, but you don't kill my wife. <laughs> yeah. Word, word. Yeah. Climbing my Hummer, moving to the corner store. Face full of four loco. You best be watching where you go. <laughs> Mofo. <laughs> yeah. Doc Scott in the hizzle. Can't keep up with the grizzles. <laughs> Networks. <laughs> Networks. Oh, yeah. Woo-hoo. Not bad. Wow. Wow. Uh, Terrence the Black, your commentary. All right. Can someone describe what Doc was doing during that rap? <laughs> standing? Did it with his hat on sideways? What was it? What was going on? He I was wanna, breaking on, on his head. Yeah, he on was his back. Oh, sick. On his knees. <laughs> yeah, it's the it only was... time I wear my hat backwards, yeah. baby. Yeah. I honestly, I think that you've just completed your portfolio because you not only do you play banjo and all that other stuff, but but you can you can you can rap like nobody's business. And bust those rhymes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed. I'm not gonna lie, Doc. I was impressed. The rhythm, like, you know, I'm gonna go right to back with all Santa Tasty. The rhythm was off a little bit. You know, I had a. Um, I had to had to make sure that um, you know that there is a beat that you're supposed to be rapping along. <laughs> yeah, that's the white uh, besides, part. Besides, 
besides that content wise, I said it was. I'll say it was good. I wouldn't say it was great. Yeah. But I'll say it was good. I, I say JP still. It actually hurts to say this, but JP is definitely in the lead as far as, far uh, as I'm but, concerned. You know, okay, that's fair. JP wrote that in like JP five minutes. JP wrote this for me. He, <laughs> oh, just, yeah. he gets a creative yeah. credit for that. JP says, "Is there anyone? I don't think anyone else in that room is talented besides no, JP. He's no, he's not. Right. He's, no, right. he's yeah, the only no, talented one yeah, in this yeah, room. Yeah, we don't it down. Well, maybe if Chad had been CC'd in the email, he might have been able to with his jealousy of Chad and his. We could have got a little." Little East guys. Coast rap going. That's true, and Man. East Coast is obviously very different than JP's style. JP's got that laid back West Coast. I don't know. I think it was either laid back or just really uh, aggressive and and <laughs> timing yeah. off, kind of like how I have sex. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been All in right, your life. Yeah, you didn't have any like tears in that one though. All right, um, Moscow. Mm-hmm. Thank You're you, up. JP. All right. Thank you. Now very I much. didn't know that uh, Chad was a rapper, but I am prepared to bring it. <clears throat> and, okay. Uh, hopefully, I'll be uh, you know on par. So pop me up if you would, there, brother. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Wait, is this Chad? This is Moscow. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> the Jew, the rapping Jew. <laughs> this is called the Kegs Dry. Darn it. Oi. Darn it. <laughs> Don't get too aggressive now. From 1829. Play, uh, give me some weed and I might just chill. But I'm the type that likes to have another brew, like that guy Jamil. I buy six packs, get happy when I sip on it. Ask who's got bucks on it, but no one chips in on it. The BN heads to the GABF. The lunch meat shirts are fresh. Push, eject, and jip. Rock the cigarettes. Hand dryers are built for schlongs. Moscow's gone. And he busts his knee like a ding-dong. It's on. I think Justin just turned 40. Got him the one card. Fools all kick in for a low fee. No, Randy ain't my homie to begin with. It's too much weed for me when Chad and all those kids get ripped. Except when he pulls out the keg of homebrew. Hit that tap on the reel before it's gone, dude. Because Beav and Sam are having too much fun. And if God sees the sins they've done, then it'll be dumb, da dum dum We do this session with Four loco in our earphones. People want to know, why's JP such a weirdo? KP blowing Justin up like where the beer at. Give me some love, you take a sip, you pass my beer back. Suck up the beer like a Slurpee, the serious. This brew will make a soldier go delirious and you'll stay thirsty. I got more yeast strains than white labs. Cause the networks have once again offended Terrence the Black. Yeah. Uh, hold on, guys, I gotta pee. <laughs> Keg is dry, darn it. That die chick made that one guy bleed. The keg is dry, darn it. We've got our cans of back in black. The keg is dry, darn it. It's Doc's fudge that chat's gonna pack. Yeah. He has a chorus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he has a bridge in there. Then. All right. All right. Let's go. Good effort. All right. There was definitely a note that needed to be found somewhere in there. Rapping might not be my thing, but but that's real. You gotta have a bad note in the chorus. That's exactly. Those are some good rhymes. Nice. Thank you. Uh, Terrace the Black. Uh, That is obviously not the first time you've rapped. Um, That was. That was really was good. Was I actually, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I actually had people who were calling me to come back inside and do something, and I was like, hold on for a second. I can't leave yet. So I was actually outside bobbing my head to it. That was good. Uh, all right. Wow. That Kept was really high, good. High praise. Well, I, I trumped God, basically. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't think you know us well enough to... to Diss us that bad. <laughs> oh, I, I think there's a whole thing about, you know, I think there's proof there that Eminem is Jewish. I think, you know, it, it really is. Uh, it came through. Doc yeah, is right. saying I've, through, over, yeah. I've overstepped hey, my shit talking bounds. Yeah. Yes. Hey, guys, I need, to, I need to take off. I need to take off. Have fun. I'll catch the rest on the podcast. We're not even done yet, Terrence. Uh, I'm sorry. I have to. Jesus can wait. <laughs> 
He'll forgive. He's he's right. waiting for you. You can he can you know you you waiting for him. Wow. He can wait for you. You got through everybody but me, Terrence. One more, Terrence. I, well, I I don't God, I really don't want to hear yours, Jason. My whole rap is about you, Terrence. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Just tell those kids to read Leviticus, and they'll be they'll be fine. All right, we got to do it quick then. Yeah. Well, you know, tell you Justin, you ready? I think so. All right, this is going to work. Is it? I wish I could stand up, but i got to read my thing. Oh, come on. All right, Terrence, shut up. I'm trying to work. Sorry. Just wait and listen. Come on, he's an artist. <clears throat> oh, pick up. Pick up. <clears throat> All right. What's he, what's he doing? Here comes. Youth Soccer League. Well, my name is Jay Creasy, and I look like the Messiah. Turn water into beer that sets your mouth on fire. I ain't known for my skills behind the brew system. But when I'm on the mic, all them homebrewers listen. We ain't just a podcast. We do beer talk live. If you listen too long, probably piss off your wife. All them other beer shows be thinking they can fake this. But they ain't got nothing. I got JP the racist and Terrence the black. Scott the Jew. And my call screener Bevo takes bigger shits than you. Mm. <laughs> I ain't done. Come on. Oh, no. And you can learn from my crew, like the Dr. D.O.C. We'd rather watch your meal boil than watch Bruin TV. But enough of them clowns, them being wannabe. Here's another verse that matters, because it's all about me. When I take off my pants, all them grails laugh. It's not the size of my paddle, but the size of my ball sack. When I hand out my beer, people say it's all shit. Got less brewing skills than a Mr. Beer Kit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Come on, stick with me. That's right. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the hand motion? We're getting. <laughs> Are you rowing right now? But I drink with the best on the beer A list. Had more brew with monks than Stan Hieronymus. And when I travel the world to find the best beer around, got more beer fans than a case of Janet's Brown. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we go to all beer fests. We be slapping high five, recognized more times than Shat Scott and High. So don't <laughs> diss it on me and all the beer perks. Because this rhyme I'm throwing is for my network. Networks! <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right. That's great. <laughs> oh, it's much better in my head. I'll tell you that. Can we talk about your dancing for a minute? Hang on. Terrence has to go. Terrence, commentary, please. This is radio. Wow, well, that was um. I know. Uh, I really liked it too, Terrence. It happened. It's uh, it inspiring. It I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't take off before I heard that. Um, I thought it was really good. Lots of shoutouts in there. Um. Yeah, um, fuck Terrence. Yeah. How come I'm the only one he's not sincere with? He gave everybody else some real props. He hey. sounds distracted. Us white boys liked it. <laughs> All right. So is that everybody? Uh, yeah. Let's get some Chad commentary before we go to our judges in the chat room because uh, Chad didn't get to participate. He's our honorary judge. What I don't do know. It was a good job all around, but uh, I, I gotta say it's up to. You and Scott, man. Oh, I, I, yes! I mean, that's my final, you know, judging. As far as comments, I mean, there's a lot of them. So you put them in there? That's a lot Let's of not waste our time. comments to be... A, but So you liked Scott's... Uh, you like how he brought in the chorus. It was good. Yeah, yeah he's writing his own hooks. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, th- I think, you know, as a uh, non-participant, I, you know, I like the spastic retardation of JP's version. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that too. that was really tops there, you know. I hear you. I liked was, that, too. Uh, it was like really it. disturbing. I like the way um, JP that, set the bar. It's hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> JP, yeah. JP set the bar. Set the bar. Set the bar right? JP brought it, but I, I think just all in all rap skills, I don't know. 
I well, I've, never, these two. I've never done it before. Yeah. I think but we, I, you brought it. Yeah. You brought it. Scott the Jew's been uh, doing it for years. Yeah. It's my night job. Uh, <laughs> I think we need Rap Scallion, too. <laughs> what does the chat have to say, Beef? Beeve's now on the phone. Is anybody in there? I think, they, we're, they getting a, I think we're getting She's a, a celebrity beer judge. JP, what did you think of, of the raps? How was your performance? Uh, my personal one? Yeah. Um, I, I kind of, you know, uh, goofed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I thought it went pretty well for oh. me. I liked it a lot. Okay. I had a lot of fun. All right. JP votes for himself. Any other performances to comment on? Uh, how'd you feel about Scott's adding of the hook that all the other raps were, were like? I don't know what a hook is. That was that off-noted chorus. Yeah, had like, oh, uh, it's I, I had a hook. That chat's gonna pack. I had yo yo yo. I had yo yo yo. That was mine. I had one too. Okay. All right. So that's your thoughts on it. That's my thoughts. I got to be honest with you. I thought I was going to run away with this. I'm impressed. You guys brought it. (laughs) All of you guys brought it. Yeah, I'm going to make up a game that I'm going to win because I'm better than everybody. That's what I did. What the fuck is wrong with you? Fuck your games. I'm trying to get a leg up. Yeah. You just lost all participation from future games. Don't underestimate my crew, Scott. I'm imp- I'm most impressed with Tasty's rap. <laughs> that yeah. was good because when, first Tasty was like, "Fuck this," yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and then I'm like, "Tasty, you gotta fucking do it." And but he kind of brought it strong. You know, he he, he rapped about his life. He he rapped about what mattered for an old white how guy. Much it, how much? Pretty good. Co- it was good. Yeah. And how much guy. it cost him? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah. exactly. Um, I mean, he really felt like a yeah. being an old white we guy. We have an honorary judge on the phone. Okay, all right. I'll just let you get it, and you can figure out who it is. All right, go ahead. I've picked it up. Okay. Caller, who are we talking to, our honorary judge? Hey, yo. Hey, yo. What's going on, you guys? What's going down? What's going <laughs> that, that last rap was tight. That was sick. You know what, dog? That was tight. <laughs> who is this? Oh, you don't know. Oh, come on now, man. You don't know who this is. Is, it, is this Token? I'm calling in to give you some of that Terrence? What? <laughs> it must be Token, right? What? Because it's either Terrence the Black Wait, or Token. Who? There's only two of you. <laughs> hey, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm holding. I'm just getting it as Terrence. Hello. <laughs> Hello, it's Ian. It's, it's Terrence. No, it's not. It's Terrence. Right. It's me. It's, it's the cunning linguist, Wood. Ah. Oh. Oh. Wood, would you like to add oh, a rap? It's fooled you again. Oh. <laughs> would you like to add a rap to the fray? Hell no. You I don't do that. All right. Oh. Give us your commentary There's on the raps, please, as an honorary judge. Okay. Well, you know, first I had to say Bebo's rap has some good flow. You know, I like the, the backbeat to it. it. had a rhythm that I could dance to. <laughs> so I like that one. Um, I didn't hear Tasty's, unfortunately, because I was um, doing push-ups, um, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Naked. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So, I those I naked, could, too, yeah. Tasty really knows good. what you mean. <laughs> that I get. And then I heard um, I heard JP's, yeah. um, and that's when I was in the bathroom, and it made me squirt a little extra. So I, that was pretty good, I would good. say. Um, and then I heard Docs, and I started cutting myself. <laughs> Small shortcuts. Hey. But it was also inspired, given his whiteness. Um, yeah. And Moscow threw me off because of the he, he had a little flow there, and there was a little a chorus, and he was he was really conservative, and I liked that without saying damn. <laughs> All right, good, good. So if I had to, if I had to vote, oh, and then there was another one. I can't remember who did it, but yeah, I, I kind of forget it. Um, <laughs> that's fine. So I'm going to have to. I mean, in all honesty, I'm going to have to vote for for my son, uh, JP, because he owes me money. Okay, very nice. That's, that's right. That. There you go. That's, that's right. Good recommendation. If he gets another recommendation, that's right. All right. How are we doing this voting from the chat, Moscow? Did you uh, um, did you sort that out? I did. 
Okay. So they're, you're just taking their votes as they come? They're P- I, they have to PM them to me. Okay. They can only vote once, and I'm making out a list right and now. And you're doing that right now. All right. Occasionally, I can be organized. So, chat room, uh, PM hey, your um, votes to I, Bevo. Can I do a shout-out? Really hey, quick? shut up for a second. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk over him. Uh, all fucking night with the audio. Uh, PM your votes to Bevo. Uh, you have JP, Moscow, Tasty, Doc, Bevo, and me. To vote for, so keep everybody in mind. I wish I had instant replay. I would, pl- I would play you funny clips of everybody's. Uh, <laughs> I'll do it again right now. Performance right now. You know, Bebo did flow, and I guess that's one thing she has to look forward to. She doesn't have to do it for another month. That's true. Ah, you're funny. <laughs> okay, Wood. Now go ahead. Please. I hope you get pregnant. Okay, I just, I just really quick before I go, I just wanted to do a shout out um, to my friends. Oh! Never gets old. <laughs> it's Sunday Nor night. should it. All right. It's Sunday night for him. Once again with the shout out. All right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show. We will find out who our winner of the first annual or ever or whatever. <laughs> the BN Hip Hop Grenade Showdown. Oh, shit. Actually, I got to plug my thing back in because you're a computer wiener. All right. What's the difference? Why not have some dead air at this point? I thought about calling it the... Uh, uh, the uh, B, the uh, hit, the jack off, rap off, but that didn't stick. No, I like the other one. No. What, what's its other name? The BN Hip Hop Grenade Showdown. The jack off, rap off will stick, but only at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh. Quick break. When we come back, we'll give away some Belgian candy, sugar. We'll do drunk of the week. We'll find out the winner of the first ever BN Hip Hop Grenade Rap Off and other things and stuff. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire her up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. What's up, dude? Why the long face? Valentine's Day was awful. The World of Warcraft subscription was a strikeout. Ooh, yeah, I hear ya. A couple of years ago, the new Hoover I got my wife was a bomb, too. But last year, I found playfulevenings.com. What? What's that? You know, Mrs. Badrock's store. It's awesome. Totally tasteful passion toys. Are you serious? Yeah. What's a passion toy? You know, it's a um, central aid in the bedroom. Ooh. All kinds of stuff. Massage oils, couples games, lingerie, and books. Books? Yeah. Where do you think Ticklist Pickle came from? Yeah, boy. Seriously. Fun stuff, and Mrs. Badrock takes care of the BN Army with 10% off. Go to playfulevenings.com and click on Shop Online now. Put BN Army in the coupon code. 
PlayfulEvenings.com. Thanks, Mrs. Badrock. You're a lifesaver. BN Army, it's Valentine's Day all year long at PlayfulEvenings.com. Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for any economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zedashev and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard. And polish your style accuracy with DeVille. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewing network, or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own. The how-to homebrew beer magazine. What's funny is, brewers just say, yeah, I don't brew to style. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. Sports beer. The home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. All right, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us late in the night here. Want to uh, give a special thanks to our guest today from New Zealand, hanging out with us uh, all afternoon and even started early, thinking that the time was different. So it happens a lot when we do these international interviews. Uh, But we appreciate a lot. uh, (laughs) Luke? (laughs) Ah, fuck. Those dudes from the place, everybody. Thank you for calling in. I quit. They had words to say, and we heard them with our ears. Thank you very much. I'm going to go apply for a tire-changing job tomorrow. Should. Or a diaper-changing job. Back to the real world. Luke Nicholas, the head brewer and owner of Epic Beer from New Zealand, and also Steve Plowman, the owner and brewer at Hallertau Brewery, also in uh, New Zealand, both in Auckland, and just a lot of fun to have on the program. Wish we could have them in the studio uh, <laughs> and have some fun with them here, because they sound like they really get what we're doing, and uh, I'd really like to get what they're doing, too, and um, you know, a couple of audio problems there, but still a lot of fun to talk to them. I'd love to try some of that beer. I love... Uh, God damn it, JP! <laughs> It's your goddamn dog. He's no like, one would know he's if... He's uh, reeking, reeking him over the coal. <laughs> See? I feel for the brother. I love everything. Yeah. Oh, come on. How you doing, Jay? Doing good? <laughs> oh, yes, he is. I think I need the Xanax tonight. We need to, we need to, thank, we need to thank our guest judge, the... Uh, the uh, Terrence? Token on the phone, yes. The fake token? That's like wearing blackface. You can't do that. Andy, yeah, yeah, you can't Andy. fake being token. Andy, shame on you. He has no scruples. That was audio blackface that he just did. Oh, that's not ear. That's not appropriate. He was pretty good, though. He's only acting. <laughs> All right, so thanks to our guests. That was a lot of fun. Thanks to our sponsor, More Beer. On the line right now, JP, get out with your sneezing. I have my mic on mute. I can hear it in my headphones. Well, you see a cough button? That also means snoo- that sneeze. JP's but. allergic to good radio. The thing is, it gets worse if he goes out, because that's where all the dog hair is. 
<laughs> I can do that for you. Yeah, frankly, I'd rather listen to that than Belgian. I think I have a drunk of the week call on the line. Uh, who could that be? New Belgium? T.A. Brew Dude, what's happening? <laughs> wow, what a resume. <laughs> All right. He's trying to fax in, clearly. <laughs> Don't bother calling him back. You're already pissed off. Jay. Seriously, I quit. JP, you're in into the show for us. I'm out of here. Oh, no. What did I do? It's not your fault. No, I'm it's not. That you, you're the most qualified to carry on for the rest of the show. Oh, I'm running the show? I'm going to take a break. All right, I'll run the yeah, board. You're the, the most out of here. Uh, Yeah. Let's do it. I'll do it. I'll get back there. Can't do it. Back in catastrophe, there. wouldn't it? Back in there, back in there. I have the winners of our wrap off in front of me, though. Oh, this uh, well, let's do it. Let's no, get to it, baby. No, let's get no. to this. This awesome prize awaits. Whoever wins. <sighs> I wanted to give Chad the final vote, but it's it's a landslide actually. So Ch- so it doesn't even matter. A landslide. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd. Uh, and give me the list of the people that uh, voted for me. I'm the only ones that going to answer PMs from or those guys. <laughs> from now on. No one. Hey, both of them. Actually, cut back in my PMing. Tasty, you might be the landslide. <laughs> no. <laughs> what if you were? That sounds doubtful. Now, if you are the landslide, can we expect you to drop an album later in the year? I'd probably maybe... cut them with three or four more tracks. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm working on some shit. Yeah, he, I got some like, rhymes in me. He's like, as a matter of fact, I did find a new part of myself writing this one. <laughs> <laughs> Not actually, but yeah, okay, let's play. Right. Matt from Oklahoma is on the line, calling in for Drunk of the Week. Matt, okay. what's happening? Hello? Yeah. Are you Hello? from Oklahoma? You called us. Hi, Matt. What's going on, man? Oh, not much. I got a, I'm rather shit-faced, and I've got a can of Four Loco I've been waiting to crack open. Oh, please do. Uh, what color is it? Yeah, what flavor you got there? Watermelon? I got the, yeah, watermelon. Oh, that's oh, a good yeah. one. <laughs> that one's actually Doc's favorite. Yes. Yeah, we all like that one. <laughs> We got some mood music. Here. It's a good one. I don't know if I this for the grape drink, but I had the watermelon. Well, you know, oh, you should have gone for a grape drink. It's tough to find. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, a rare one. But yeah, uh, it's like trying to get a bottle of Dark Lord. You can't just find that at the corner store. No, that's that kind no, of. I'm serious searching for this. Was three dollars your total? Is it bad that I like this song? It was. It was three hundred five for my total. Three hundred five. Three hundred five was oh. my total. Wow, you got you got five cents over. I right? saw you changed the whole song. I saw you coming, man. You no, know, it's, it's a clean watermelon flavor, not too over the top, not too sweet in your yeah, face. I like the, well, let, let's not cloud his uh, palate. Let's see what he has to say. Can I just point out that on no other radio show or beer show or anything else will you ever hear something like Dark Lord uh, compared to Four Loko? <laughs> <laughs> Just wanna that was good. Give props to to our show. You're still stuck back on that one. I need some positive reinforcement at this you, fucking you point. You did in the great. Program. Thank you. Jimmy. I think uh, you're handsome, and I like your hugs. Are very <laughs> firm yet uh, soft. It didn't rhyme it though. All right, Matt. So you're gonna try your four logo for the first time? Come on, let's hear it pop. Give us your yeah. review. Yeah, I am. Let me let me open it. Hold All on. Right, <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good sound. That sounded like four loco. Oh yeah, the big can. You uh, shotgun it. Dick. <laughs> Go ahead, please. Ugh. 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 That was awful. Well, now, now give it a chance. Yeah. That's, that's just the first sip. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, does, you know, even good beers occasionally hit you on the palate like that's that. That's true. Yeah, it's a little, you know, the, startling at first. The, the fuzzies get in your nose and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead and take another sip. Savor the flavor. Smaller, though. Okay. Okay. At least four ounces. You aren't shotgunning this, are you? No. Oh. <laughs> 
I just want to point out that that's about how I sounded at like three in the morning last Sunday when we did this. I woke up in the middle of the night just feeling like shit. Really, my stomach was awful. Is that, is that why I woke up all sweaty and shit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. shaking. Tastes like tastes like Kool Aid and ball soup. I know. Soup. I like it too. Oh yeah, yeah, earthy flavor. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know, it's 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 you know. Not not too fruity, it's promiscuous, and it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's a little. It's very flirting with its flavor. Yes, it is. It's very flirting. I, by the way, that is a great flavor descriptor. It's Permis- promiscuous. <laughs> <laughs> it draws you, and you know you're going to be in trouble if you touch it. Oh but, yeah, yeah. You, you don't want like to someone, touch it, but yeah. It's like someone poured Kool Aid and and nail polish remover, and then dipped their balls in it. <laughs> Are you saying you're not liking that? <laughs> yeah. No. Have and I still have another 22 balls? ounces of it. Oh, and no. you have to finish it because, um, you know, you've, you don't want to be wasteful. No, you don't want to waste oh, three no. or five. Yeah, yeah, also, if you pour it down the drain, you'll ruin your city's municipal, <laughs> don't municipal light any water matches. system. Yeah. Don't land any matches around that shit. 305 What's at the corner stow. This is making a great Sammy Claus chaser. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, right. it gets that cloyness out of your mouth. <laughs> and I, Everything else out of your mouth too. Uh, I'm pretty sure that this stuff eats plaque. Doc. You know, I think it, you, know, it, you should it, test it. It's yeah, a palate cleanser. Plaque negative. Yeah, it goes the other way. Yeah. yeah you good. actually finished the whole can of this? I out of several. I think. <laughs> I, I like the blue one. He liked the buzz. Is what the, he the, the blue oh. one was nice. I like looking at the colors. The colors. Amazing. It's all purple and shit. I think, uh, Doc, if you could drink. work out how to make your Dortmunder that color, <laughs> we could really have a winner. Oh, we could make it happen. Yeah, you only lose three points for appearance. Oh, you know, it tells you right on the can, blue and yellow. It tells you the colors. Lights are use. going off in my head right now. <laughs> See, yeah, well, it's, it's all the four loco reacting with your uh, <laughs> oh yeah biochemical. How cool would that be? You want it to look nuclear, but Neon. taste good. Neon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. a green one, Doc. Yeah, come out of the box a little different. There. Nah, like the, the blue. blue. Go the, for the blue. The blue's awesome. All right, Matt, you want in for drunk of the week too? Yes, I do. All right, you got to give me the rest of your resume. And you got to drink the rest of that can. Oh yeah. All right. I start. I started when the show started. <laughs> he passed out on the button. <laughs> uh, aliens have landed. Doc, you didn't hear the other one while while we were at break, right? No. Uh, so I did a search at the beginning. I was trying to find an, uh, this Four Loco song, and another one came up. There are multiple Four Loco songs. I thought there was only one. They got a big deal. They must get like three or four tracks. And by the way, song. they all good. <laughs> they all yeah. am good ones. They all am's goods. This one has a Halle Berry reference in it. Oh, can you, you know. find like it, boys too. and girls? This one's nice. I wonder if I can get it on iTunes. Probably. This one is called Four Loco Official Music Video. Oh, official? Says who? It's done by a guy called Official. Oh, they, they have- <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a great rap video. Yeah, it is. <laughs> they have art in this video. Slow-mo, baby. He's slowed up and slow-mo. Yeah. 
got this track in the chokehold. That's how I rap when I'm dolo. You see me back in the five hoes. Them haters calling the five hoes. I ride to the vibe in the middle of the night, and I got a nigga feeling so woke. I got that blue rag. We don't sound like that. Strawberry. Nino got that shit that make ugly chicks look like Halle Berry. That kind of drunk there is kind of scary. I don't give a fuck because I'm on that loco crazy. See? It's a whole thing, this Spore Loco. Sweeping the urban nation. You know, it's a roofie in a can. We need some real rappers to write about us, too. These guys are good. It's jailbait in a can. Shit, that's like good rap, right? That's not bad. <laughs> they're not fucking <laughs> around. Yeah. I mean, the subject might be shit, but the rap is good. They're pretty good, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know where it's about to go Just had one, let me get two more Fuck these niggas talking about us, yo This is shit, I'm on it Cause the lemon got me ripped Took a couple sips and I started going up quick Ya tu sabes, somos motos Tu no quieres con los toros No more de la lata, mi motolo Oh, he's the Spanish rapper Come on, man, we the flyers drinking in the game Laughing at these niggas, say we wack Yo, they lost their brain Yo, they lost their brain. I'm so blowed up on that foul loco. It's like slow mo on that foul loco. So, Jay, you're holding out on me. You got some more cans around here, don't you? I There is one more can. Ooh. Are you ready for it? Oh, you're yeah. so jonesy for that. Don't, Bevo, will you help Scott out? He's got a broken fucking knee. I think in the stripperator, there should be one uh, last can on the... Far right door. Maybe you saw it in there, Chad? Uh, no, I haven't seen it. Check the far right door, the stripperator, or the Pepsi fridge. Should we let Doc retry his rap while he's sipping for a local? I think it'll help. <laughs> we probably should. Uh, he might not be there because, you know, um, <laughs> Schumann's around here. That's true. Shu might have he has, he's, he's had some dates this week. He might have drank to it. Well, or... We're not at see. I'm not now. I'm not happy with our wrap off. Why? Even um, uh, even with yours, JP, because we're pale. Well, they're yeah, they're so good. <laughs> they, they they am good. They am so oh, good. Oh, oh, ah, oh, Bebo oh. found it. And what flavor is that? Is that Doc's uh, fa- oh, yes, watermelon? It's the watermelon. I'm, I can recognize it's the can. Cold, it's though. not the blue drink. Oh, it wasn't in the fridge. Oh oh oh! I got some ice over here. <laughs> <laughs> Pour it on ice. Yeah, that'll hold up ice. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to put it in the ice. It's not going to make much difference oh, anyway, is it? It'll help with the ice section. All right, I have our winners of the wrap-off in front of me. Also, 884. Right. Do I have a caller on? Who, who got yes. third? Who do I have? I don't know. I sent you a PM. Tell me anyway. I forgot. Caller, who are we talking to? Oh. Caller. Caller, you fucking asshole. That means you. Uh, All right, and the winners. We wasted a line on that. <laughs> eight 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 four zero one beer. A line is never wasted. Drunk of the week. I have the winners of our uh, our, our wrap off in front of me. Uh, we had Bevo, myself, JP, the DOC. DOC. <laughs> I like that he's got his rep name going. Yeah, that's his. That's his. We the, had we had Tasty. Tasty. We should have just done this song. Tasty. That's what we should have done. Oh, yeah, if I can get this good a track without the rule. Girl, you tasty. Oh, next time I'll do it to that lyric. To that beat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Next, I like that Tasty's already... I'm telling you, he likes this rap thing. <laughs> he didn't think he was going to like it, but he's into oh, it. No. He's ready for next time. Well, you know, I'm having a good time. I'm like, a buzz going here. <laughs> yeah, now it feels good. Put some beer in me. Yeah. Shit, I'll do anything. By the way, that's when most white people start rapping, <laughs> yeah, exactly. just after about a 12-pack. Yeah. By the time you think they're good, when yeah. they're really not. Oh, no, we're not. We're not we had Tasty, and then, of course, we had Moscow. Yeah, um, Moscow brought it strong, yeah. Invented the game here. Oh, yeah, what's that? <clears throat> the votes are... Um, 
Somewhat widespread. <laughs> like a pig. Tell me I got one vote. Come on. Didn't one guy like vote out on me for, for sympathy? Do I have another uh, drug of the week on there? Bevo got one vote. She did, huh? Right. She got awesome. one vote. It's, so she awesome. won. She's the winner, right? I didn't vote. She's, yeah. Good enough for me. If I was her, I'd be like, I only got one PM. I don't understand what's going on. Doc got one vote. Hey, oh, I did vote. get a vote. Yes, I got a vote. You yeah. got a vote. I am good now. I can go home. <laughs> Again, this uh, awesome prize on the line. Look at it. Man, no one knows what it is. What's the prize? Should we, should we say the prize now as we get closer uh, to the winner? Hell no. Should we? Uh, yeah, why not? Let's get some no, anticipation no, of what no, we no, win. Knowing, knowing him. What is it? A 22 of... Uh, uh, for Loco, probably. Well, some $4.60 the, beer? The first thing we have oh, we? is... Uh, some uh, Allagash Belgian style ale. Beautiful. Not thing. the only thing. The box doesn't have more coming. One bottle. And uh, I had Bevo in mind when I picked out two cigars. Oh, ready for insertion. So right. a nice beer and a couple of cigars. <laughs> Allagash yeah. and a couple of cigars. Not bad. Yeah, Not they'd, bad. they'd be like uh, the reverse of chewing tobacco for Bevo. <laughs> Is All that right. post insertion? That's definitely offensive. Oh, and you get a kick ass silver box, yeah. too. Let's not and forget. a silver box. Yeah. All right. No, save the silver box for something. Sorry, Beef. I, I got a four yeah, local yeah. can. needs to go in there. Tasty uh. got. <laughs> two votes. Yes. 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 Thank you very much. Beating out both Bevo and Doc by one. Oh, by one. doubling their next score. Time, by next doubling time. their score. <laughs> uh, Written by a black man. I know. Yeah, really. Well, like, like most white singers. All right, next on the list. No. There's three of us left. It's Moscow. No. Oh, yeah, look at him. Down to three. Jip, nervous. Um, and Jay Creasy. Oh, fucking shit. Um, so you didn't come in with your own rap name, Jip. I didn't know. I didn't. I guess right. Major Jip is probably your rap. Pretty name. fucking strong. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't fuck with it. Well, next time you put that in your intro. Coming in third place with six votes. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah, Jay Crazy. Oh, <laughs> third place, Jay Crazy in the Heezy for Neezies, Beezies. <laughs> Which leaves our uh, top two contestants being JP. Yes. And the Jew. Okay, what's The Greek and the Jew. <laughs> is that all we are, is our ethnicities? The brokest and the richest people on the planet. Yeah. A showdown of rap country powerhouses. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Bringing it strong. The Greek and the Jew. <laughs> Their people have been. With no history. Underrecognized in this genre. That is true. Right after this break. (laughs) Greek and Jewish rap. (laughs) After the jump. (laughs) All right. Oh, come on. After the break. With nine votes, our runner-up for the first ever BN wrap-off. Nine. With nine votes. Scott the Jew. Oh! (laughs) Which means our winner today with 15 votes is Jipper. Major Jip. All right. Well thanks, earned. everybody. Well earned, well earned. 15 votes, a good spread there. It's pretty good, right? You know, I got to thank JP for writing my... <laughs> and he wrote my, docs. He wrote my yeah. stuff, but Wait, you know what? Wait, it's his acceptance but, speech. But he, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he saved all his good stuff for himself and gave me this. <laughs> Haven't you learned by now? The doc show at this point. After the interview, it's the doc yeah. show. Uh, JP, yes, uh, sir. would you like to give an acceptance speech for your victory? You've won a beautiful bottle of Allagash and a couple of cigars. 
Well, and 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 street cred. If really? I would, if I would have known, I would have oh, got yeah. a way shittier Let's gift. Not forget street an acceptance cred. rap, maybe. My poor loco's almost ready for you. How about I an do. encore? Can you do an encore? Can you, oh, can you do it man. better a second time? Maybe. Maybe you'd want to. I'll think about it. All right. Go I ahead. want to thank uh, the Academy for this uh, uh, gift. I also want to thank uh, Kanye, Doctor Scott over there. Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> your protege. Your protege. Oh, that, yeah. That was that was my that's my gift to you. Um. I just, I just. Uh, oh yeah. Is he going too long? Is that what you're saying? I, I just wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop! It's important to me. Oh. It's important to me. <laughs> um. Look, I just, I, uh, I love you all. I just, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> Could you keep going? Because I'ma let you finish. Okay. Well, look. Thanks. No. Uh, thanks hey. for uh, voting for me. Fifteen votes, man. That's pretty awesome. Well, it's well done. Oh fuck! You know JP's not a real rapper because he didn't thank Jesus or his mama. I, that's true, and, and that's what I was the first thing I was waiting for. Or your dead fuck, brother. I don't fucking give a fuck. You know that if Bevo won, the first person she would have thanked was the God, her Lord and Savior. Th- hey, Jesus didn't do shit for me. Okay? He didn't help you get to the place you are in life nope. now? Nope. Now. Nope. You don't know that. I do. He probably did. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Doc just laughed like yeah. the devil. My, the yeah, way. my favorite part was the laugh. <laughs> he probably did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's been married to a Jew for a long time. Oh, yeah. I yeah. know how it is. That's when that devil thing works. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations, Thanks, JP. Round of applause to our winner, JP. Man, I uh, I was feeling good about my rap, and then I heard you and Scott, and I thought, wow, they they brought it too. Well, you know, so uh, we know how to do it. I think what we ought to do, if it's okay, we ought to collaborate, and uh, I'll work with you. you know, I'll work with you, people. That doesn't we mean can... licking everybody, does it? <laughs> no, no. Sure, we got to work what? together and produce our collaborate. We got We need a new BN rap. It's been a while. Let's do it. If you guys liked it, we can uh, do another one sometime in the future. Maybe another wrap off. It needn't be the only one we do. We should have a like a bluegrass off next. Oh. <laughs> country song off. We have to write depressing country oh. songs. <laughs> Come on, shoe style. came apart as I walked down the bar. See, Tasty can do that. No, I can't sing. No, I can do rap, but I probably. Better. <laughs> but you can talk like an inbred though. Now Tasty's my shoe rapper. came apart. Just just write the rap music. Stuff and we'll do it bluegrass. What we ought to do, do is contact Four Local and say, "Hey, we'd like to have you guys we should put out Four Local uh, a hop grenade can, mm. and it'll be like a Centennial Cascade flavored beer or something. Or, it'd be green. Uh, it'd be green, idea. and uh, yes. then we'd be able to get the the real rappers to include us in that. Uh, you know, to write you know sing a song about it's us. A great idea. It we could, could write like, it. It could be like booty sweat. <laughs> from that, that movie, would, that's what you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, because right? yeah. so, all we got to do is tell the army to call those guys and say, "Hey, uh, right, these guys are really uh, promoting you, and they should do one of their, uh, you know, their versions or something." Can we can we have fuckloads of guarana in our beer too? <laughs> yeah, is that all right? Yeah, we could. <laughs> right. We can we can pull we people can put extra from all there. corners of Pacheco. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Not that this isn't fascinating, but. Can we move this along? Yeah, yeah. Right. Dexter, Can, Dexter's about to start in half an hour. I gotta go. Everybody's right. the phones are broken. It's been again, yeah, it's so the loco's ready. So, dude drank loco on the air. What? Drunk of the week. That guy, Matt. Matt, Matt, oh, Matt from yeah. uh, Oklahoma. He's, he was. He's, he's been trying to call in. Yeah, he saved us for loco. Call Comcast tomorrow and. Oh yeah, ready to go. Comcast. Oh, look at that color. Threaten to kill somebody. So pink, shaddy. I always thought Gorana was batshit. Isn't it? That's no, guano. That's guano. Oh, yeah, you're right. 
Bevo knows her shit. Oh, she does. Yeah, she does. That's I've why my seen, Bevo seen, takes bigger shits than you. Look, I've seen Ace Ventura Part Two like eighteen times. <laughs> Look at that. This doesn't happen in nature. You gotta, you gotta admire. <laughs> no, you gotta add that. It's red number five. I'd like shit. to taste it. I wasn't here when you guys oh. drank it. Please, oh, no, yeah. no, need a glass. <laughs> no, she needs to send that can. Come, we're not heathens here. <laughs> Doc wants her to have it out of a glass. A Belgian glass. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just. Oh man, that watermelon. I'm not kidding. No. Okay. <laughs> smells just like a fresh watermelon. Get near a microphone, B. We want to hear the reaction. Ah, oh, that smells kind of this, good. Reminds me of the South. Actually, this drink is probably up your alley. It B. reminds me of um from the ghetto. Amoxicillin. Um, but actually, <laughs> actually B. Well, last it's last week raspberry. I said, "Hey, you'd like this." <laughs> I'm sure I will. Like a white trash girl in mm. malt liquor. Not more than usual. Drink it. This is what we call Sam gets laid tonight. That's what flavor <laughs> you're you're drinking right now. Call Sam. No. You don't like? It's actually okay. See. It's not great. You'd probably, I mean, Doc's actually, favorite is actually the blue drink. The, the blue one's and you'd probably painful, like that. actually, but uh, I still kind of like it. The, sec- the second drink. I'm gonna finish easier. this. The second one. You're gonna finish that? Yeah. Wow. You're more of a man than I am, Bebo. Mm. That's not news. <laughs> oh. All right. Let's get out of here. Why don't we do all this? Right. Uh, I'd like JP to take us out with his award-winning rap. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Oh, I can please. do that. Uh, shit. So let me see. Let, let me plug in. Uh, I should do. I should do Doc's oh, rap for him. <laughs> Oh yeah, can you do it? like? Well, it's, just like, add like it, it in there. Been? I mean, you've got a you got a few minutes to do. Yeah. So really, well, yeah, I, I, right. I, I right. want to hear it. like it was written. Can you start with Docs? I Give just, us that, and right. before we go, I want to hear that. Yeah. All right. Oh, let me try to find. Let me try to find the downbeat. Is that what you call it? The downbeat. Something. The M one. I'm gonna choke on that smell of that poor loco man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting uh. Skyning. Yeah. Here you go. Master of teeth, when you meet me, best be discreet. Living a double life, keeping it low key and low strife. Fixing girls by day, then fixing your beer by night. They call me Doc Spock, but don't call my wife. Climb into my Hummer, mob into the Conestowo. Face full of four loco, you best be watching where you go, mofo. Yeah, Doc Scott in the hizzle, can't keep up with the grizzles. My network. And that's really what it is. <laughs> that's like the call out at the end. Yeah. My network. Network. I like Face Full of Four Loco. I thought that was pretty good. But I did ask Scott, I was like, what three things do you want in there? So. All right, I got Ben that. Henning on the line. Henning, what's happening? What? Henning. Is he? Wow. Hey, what the hell? What's up, buddy? Oh, not much. Decided to freaking drink to make me guys take first fucking callers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're what right. He called a couple times. Every time I answered, it was dead. Oh, uh, yeah. What have you had to drink, Henning? <laughs> oh, let's see. We started with four trip, Humber triples that are two years old. Um, let's see. What else do I drink? Oh, a Red Rocket, 22 ounce. Your dog has a Red Rocket. Red Rocket, Red Rocket, Red Rocket. Ew. <laughs> uh, I have one, too. <laughs> All right, Dexter's All right, I'll tell you what, Heading. First of all, <laughs> I just want some free shit. So you're very fucking Write them down next time so you can read them right off the list. Yeah, it's, since it's probably going to take you till next week to finish this list, <laughs> we're off next week. You are next week's Drunk of the Week, yeah! which means you get a medal for being Drunk of the Week. Next job. Right. Well, we're not even a, here. be a show anyway, which is quite an accomplishment. So there you go. Smoking. Send me an email with your address, my brother. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. 
and we'll give you some dark candy. The other guy didn't win dark candy because I didn't announce it. So you also win yourself some Belgian candy sugar, courtesy, yeah. courtesy of Dark Candy Inc. Since you make Belgian yeah. dark stuff. All right, thanks, it's really brother. good on pancakes. Yeah. All right, there you go. Mr. Henning, everybody. How wonderful to hear from him again. And uh, JP's really? got to go. He's got a television date. Yeah, hey, it's Dexter, okay? And I really need to take a shower. And your cats really want to see that. They did miss me. Coming back from GABF, they wouldn't leave me alone for a while. You don't have TiVo? JP, what's going on? It's 2010. Doesn't matter, man. I got to see it live today. Mike, All right, give JP his jam. Over. He's going to take us out. Thanks to our sponsors. Uh, More Beer is the sponsor of this program, but all the sponsors you heard at the break, they are the people who bring this show to you and all of the shows we do here on the Brewing Network. Thanks to all our peeps and our networks that we met out at the JBF. <laughs> it was real cool to hang networks. out with you and meet with you guys. Oh, my network. Uh, glad you made it in today, Doc. Very oh, nice. You know, my, my kids asked, uh, so what did JP's cats think of him? <laughs> They love him. Yeah. Did you give him? Did you give your kid their their my cat Skype numbers? And they can no. Skype? Yeah. I, you know, I think they are talking though. <laughs> All right, and that'll do it for us. We're off next week. A little vacation time. We'll be back the week after that, and then we got lots of shows planned for you. And no more uh, travel really. So we'll be home Good. home home. All right. Good travel, bitches. Jipper. Yeah. Break it down. Right. I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna do all that nonsense in the front though. That's all right. Which would that be talking? Yeah. In rap, that's nonsense. I'm dropping lots of caps like my name was Billy the Kid. Your worst brew day ain't shit compared to what I did. I dropped the mash, dropped the hops, dropped whatever I could. It was like a homebrew shop opened up where I stood. Some days it don't pay to be me, JP. I feel so down, I'm like the GDP. But I gotta keep going like the Energizer Bunny. Cause I'm JP from the B-In Army. Give me a beer and I'll tell you that it sucks. I'm not the guy that can give too many fucks. See, most things around me are pretty bad, not good. Give me some time and I'll break it down like that. Black guy you were afraid of As a kid that lived next door to you That your mom told you not to talk to But you did anyway And one time he had his friends hold you down While he took your new Jordans and Threw him on the roof and all, and your mom, all your mom did was really laugh because number one, well, she told you not to go talk to him and you did anyway. And, and Air Jordan sucks, so it's kind of like he got beat up twice, and one of those times was your mom, pussy. That's right. It goes something like this, and Scott sucks, Bebo sucks, Tacey sucks, Chad sucks, Doc sucks, Justin sucks, Schumann sucks, Push sucks, Sully sucks, Paxton sucks, Jamil sucks, Palmer sucks, but I'm hella sick. That network JP is one fucking prick. My fan base drops with every show I do, but I'm not alone. Obama gets it too. I get friend requests every day on Facebook. All the more fucks want to be in my network. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> should get paid for doing this show yo 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 man i need to get paid for doing this show so if you want to help out a network like me donate to enroll in the be in army word <laughs>